Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. (laughs) Unfair to start it like that, Xander. (laughs) Good afternoon, all. Big Sales National Football Show. And another big day. We appreciate everybody jumping in there right away. Thank you guys so much for making the fastest growing show in sports on YouTube. We appreciate it. I can't tell you, folks, I'll tell you what, some of the numbers that Jacob Sports is getting to is remarkable. And it is because of you guys. And we thank you. I mean it, man. It's it's just fantastic. And I, I you know, you're like coming for a ride with us here. We have fun, we debate, we go back and forth, and we got a fun one today, too. Mike Missinelli will join us in hour number two. The legendary Philadelphia sports talker will join us at 4.30. You know, I, I, I love these golden nuggets that drop right away before the show. Cowboy players were talking about at their weekly briefings with the media. Demarcus Lawrence was in a conversation about the Eagle game. And he was asked a question about Jalen Hurts. And Demarcus Lawrence said, after playing that guy on Sunday, that ain't no elite quarterback. What? Whoa. Excuse me, what did I hear? What did I hear? Demarcus Lawrence said today, about 25 minutes ago, he goes like this, say, oh, Jalen Hurts is not an elite quarterback. That's not elite. He's not an elite quarterback. Okay. <laughs> wow. Just got beat. Roll into the new week. And you got one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL saying, Jalen Hurts is not an elite quarterback. We're going to actually talk a little bit about this here in a second. And we're going to ask a very basic question. Okay. Jesse says DeMarcus got his ankles broken by Hertz. <laughs> Good enough to beat that big, bad defense of theirs. Isaiah. Tickable cowboy bullshit. Alexander. Go birds. Brian. I, it, hey, I don't. He's elite, but as. Improved tremendously and will continue to improve. Kyle, with some reason? Holy cow. Okay. I used to use my inhaler because of that top button, Sills. Thank you very much. Hey, by the way, I'm a Vato. Give me a break. Big Sills. Lane destroyed Parsons. He sure did. They got The guy got mad at me. Mr. International, appreciate it very much. Good to see you, brother. Thank you very much, Brian. See, I happen to agree with Demarcus Lawrence, too. You know this. I think he's unique, not elite. He's unique. He's completely unique. Now, is that good enough to win a Super Bowl? Maybe. Unique is all types of things. When there's one of... 
You don't know how to classify it yet. He's not an elite passer. He is elite in open space. You know what else he's kind of elite in? Running the game plan. Following a game plan is where he's elite in. Okay? That's how I see him. He's elite that way and unique. But as a unique talent, is that going to be good enough to take them to a Super Bowl and to win it? That'll be the question that we'll look for for the next 11 games. Okay? We'll find that out. But like I said, the elite guy that Demarcus Lawrence is talking about, Jalen Hurts is not that. But once again, I think he's the unique. He's the unicorn of the NFL. There's one of him. Because, you know, again, you see RPO. You see Wildcat. You see all kinds of things that they've implemented into this offense. And like I said, He's probably the best RPO passer since they've implemented that type of style of offense. So again, I'm, you know, I've been sitting here banging my head against elite and the word elite. No, he's unique. In short downs, he's elite. Mr. International, I actually think in third and eight, he's elite. That's how I think he is. Like third and eight. There, there hasn't been a game where I went when he was on third and eight that I didn't do this. I think he's picking this thing up. 215, Lawrence ain't a lead either. I happen to agree with you. I think he's a very good football player. But you know what I would say about Demarcus Lawrence? Hey, dude, what makes you better than Jadavian Clowney again? I'm missing it. You're no better than Jadavian Clowney in his career. You just happen to play for the Cowboys. He's a chain mover. I love that. Absolutely, Jack. He's a very cerebral thinker out there. He's brilliant. He's a smart guy, man. You can see the way, like the 155-yard passing, to me, felt like 300 yards. Didn't it to you? You know, there's there's impact yards. Like, you guys tell me, Kirk Cousins throws for 350 yards. Seals, come on, man. Empty calorie stuff. Or, watch this, what Nick just said. The Justin Herbert numbers, 10,000 plus passing yards in two and a half years or whatever, right? And you go like this. I don't know. He sure puts up a lot of yards. But when you watch Jalen Hurts' 155 on Sunday night, you know what it felt like for me? I thought he threw for 300 yards, actually. That's what it felt like, didn't it? Didn't it feel? I mean, it felt impactful. Like, those are not empty calorie 155s. You feel me what I'm saying here? I'm the, that's why when I said I thought he was masterful when he played. I, I thought he followed the game plan. He thought himself around the field. All six games have been completely different. Okay? Hurts through a couple of TD passes. Just for you, Sills. Thank you. Now he's got six. I'm in. Okay? Lawrence isn't wrong, but who's to say to someone else? Hey, Jay, just an opinion. He was asked the question. Okay? Mr. International says, Jalen is growing beyond a game. I No, he's not a game man. Here, you know what to me a game manager is, Mr. International? 
a game manager is taking a guy's game plan that you get every week, okay, and following that particular structure like a Jonathan Gannon, a plug-and-play. A guy like Jalen has, watch this, a Lions game, a Vikings game, a Jags game, a Commanders game, a Cardinals game, and a Cowboy game. They were all different. See, that's not a game manager. That's not to me. That's a guy who's had six different game plans and approaches. There's not a quarterback in the National Football League who plays like that. So all this time, I've been sitting here talking about him being a leak. He's not. Jalen Hurts is the most unique quarterback in the National Football League. And there's some, there's huge value to that. What he's done, dude, when you play Patrick Mahomes, he's spreading you out, and he's trying to get Kelsey underneath. And because those wide receivers are now panning out around him, they're becoming more successful. And people are growing into the offense, not having Tyreek Hill there. You know who he is. Every week you play the Eagles, are they going to run it at us? What, what I what, Hey, what I thought, that Jalen did, he exposed the Dallas defense. Hey, you want to get some yardage and plus yardage? If you have the fundamental tools in the offensive line, a receiver like A.J. and Goddard, and the fourth leading rusher in the NFL, let's not forget that. Miles Sanders is the fourth leading rusher in the National Football League, friends. That is also a massive value to what the strength of this team and how this team has been able to move the sticks. It's pretty unique. Unique is a huge value, too. Would unique be $45 million? Maybe. Maybe. He's 6-0. and oh. And again, this is, there's not, when you play Kirk Cousins, what's the key? Pressure him. Get to him. Knock him off the point. Jam the receivers on the outside. Shit, all of a sudden now, Justin Jefferson's back into being because what the Eagle Corners did to him, the Eagle Corners shut him down and made him have to reevaluate his own game again, you can't be pressed on in press coverage. He's now just starting to rebound. Okay? Unique is the word. Does unique mean elite? Well, there's only one of. That's why we can't categorize Jalen yet. You hear people like me, Shannon Sharp, Others say that's not only, well, you know, in the terms of elite on what you see with Mahomes and that, okay, but I'll tell you what, when you watch him play every single week like I do, and you go back and you watch the 22, he is brilliant on how he goes around the field. I'll tell you something. This is really one of the greatest compliments I think you can ever give a player. His study habits must be off the charts. His, his looking at film and what his attention to detail has become has made it what it, we're seeing now with these independent game plans for the six straight weeks. See, so when you, when you sit back and like, like I sit there and again, sometimes look, I look at my takes and I say, okay, well, he's not Allen. He's not high hurdling guys. And 
He's not throwing a 75-yard dart like that. He's just not. Or Mahomes, the backhanded passes, the resume, which is off the charts. And again, Jalen's won 11 of 12. There's something to be said about that. But the word's unique. He's a maestro, okay? If I need to go 155, I will. If I need to go 78 yards and 15 carries, I'll do that too. He's almost like a Debo Samuel playing quarterback. That's what he reminds me of. Somebody like that, a Swiss Army knife. You know, he's just everywhere, but there's a value to that Swiss Army knife. Here, I'll tell you exactly. You want to make the comparison? Shohei Otani. Is Shohei Otani the best home run hitter in baseball? He's one of. Is he one of the best arms in baseball? Absolutely. How do you put a price tag on a guy who does it all? He's not the best arm, and he's not the best home run hitter. But I'll tell you what, a guy who does both? Shohei Otani should make the money he's going to make. That guy's Babe Ruth. You pay that guy $50, $60 million a year because he's going to win you 15 games and hit you 45 bombs? I don't know about you, but I'm paying that. To me, that guy has more value than Mike Trout. Guy went 15 ball games and hit me 45 homers. Who's more valuable to your team? Okay, I mean, right? You, you're not going to pay him Aaron Judge money, but you're going to go, yeah, I am. That's what you got to figure out with Jalen Hurts here. Okay? He's unique. He's a Swiss Army knife. Isaiah says something. Both the guys you compared him to are elite, though, Sills. Yeah, but you wouldn't call them the best. Okay, elite is a category, not a person. Fair enough, Isaiah. Okay, fair enough. You're right. Elite is a group. Okay. Maniac goes, Judge will get 350. He's a 30-year-old guy with not having 300 home runs. Are you going to really pay that guy that money? He's already 30. Yankees, that back end will look like Albert Pujols at the back end. And he's always hurt. I don't know. He's missed a lot of time with injuries. But he's going to get it because he's a Yankee. I get it. Seals, we're taking a test today. <laughs> hey, Hertz is a smarter Tyrod Taylor and better. Jordan Davis has the highest DT PFF grade this season and barely sees the field. 85. Stop eating donuts. Stop eating donuts. You get on the field. Hate to tell you about Jalen. I told you so. Carl, maybe I've looked at him wrong in a different category. We'll see again, because I'm going to ask the question here in a minute. Don't forget, like I said, Mike Missanelli at 430. I'm going to do this. By the way, today we're going to take a look at the standings. My top 10 Big Sills Power Rankings, Mike Missanelli, 4.30 Eastern Time. Let's get right to it. Let's get, and we said this, that we would start asking this question in the bye. Hey, and by the way, today, we're going to look at the run game, passing game, offensive coaches, 
defensive grade, pass rush, running game, linebackers, secondary, and we're going to look at how the team has played as we get to the bye, and we're in the bye now, actually. Okay, here's the fundamental question. Front office is now asking everyone in the room that has any say in this. Has Jalen won the job? Has Jalen won the job? No matter what happens the rest of the way, has he won the job as of the break and the bye? Has he won it? Xander says yes. Jay says not yet. And by the way, as of the bye, has Jalen Hurts won the job? Is he now your face of your franchise? The guy that is going to lead you for the next seven years in the NFC East. Marina, yes. Carl, hell yes. Mitchell, yes. Paul, yes. But no contract. Well, then you have no deal and you're not sold on him. When you say yes, you're paying him. Get that through your head. You're paying up Kyler Murray money probably. You're going to pay him Kyler Murray money if you think, as of the buy, Jalen Hurts is your now franchise quarterback for the next seven years. Five years to seven, we'll say. Is he your quarterback for the next five to seven years? As of the buy. I'll give you my take in a second here. Usually I'd put mine out there first and then we'd follow up here. But I want to see what people think. As of the buy, do you believe he is your guy for the next five to seven years? JM, no. 40 million, yes. I feel like they want him to be better in the passing game. I'm not giving him a new deal next year unless or at least get to the NFC Championship. So if he does something that Garoppolo does and gets him to the NFC Championship, that's good enough for you, Brian. I like Hertz's potential better than Lamar. Okay? Uh, we'll see if he touches what Lamar's done so far. Unanimous MVP, led the NFL in passing yards, won a ton of ball games in Baltimore. I don't know. I will see because he's building quite a resume in Baltimore for himself as well. 79 says yes. So they should use the upcoming picks to put even more talent around them. I like it. Sills, I don't think AJ would want to be here without him. They are tied at the hip. He's better than Donovan? That's a great topic, and I'm going to write that down. And we're going to talk about that next. I love that. It hurts. I want to know first if you think he's won the job, though. Justin Herbert played bad yesterday. You need, need to admit that. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't think he, I didn't think the, the game was terrible last night. Tell you what, he played good enough to win though. The guy on the other side has massive problems. And it starts with that head coach of his. That guy should be fired now before he does any more damage. Why would you allow a Trojan horse into your system like that and into your hallways and just sit there because you won't, you, you won't pull the plug on a mistake? That's the problem with most businesses and teams and relationships. Pull the plug immediately. If you think it's not working, the quicker you get out of that and the quicker that you adjust, the better off you'll be. The people that allow a cancer or a Trojan horse to stay in their business, those are the businesses that tumble and crack and break. And those are dynasties that break like that. Get that shit out of there. The pe- That's what made, I think Belichick was brilliant at that. He made the tough cuts, getting guys out. That guy's past his time. Cut him, release him, trade him. That's what it is. Hertz deserves $35 million. You're $10 million under, man. Plus five in incentives? $35 million? Don't put that on the table to cut sports. If we're talking the way we're talking now, that's an insult. $35 million on the table right now for Jalen Hurts, unless the entire contract is guaranteed, is an insult. Don't put 35 up there, 25, 30, 39, just to be a tool. Don't do that. It's insulting. If you think Jalen Hurts is better than Kyler Murray, you need to be in that ballpark. Anything else is insulting. Especially if the kid continues to win. 11 and 1 over the last 12 games. Are you sold? Are you going to write a check for that? As of the buy. I don't want to hear forecasting down the season and six more, seven more weeks. I don't care about that. I'm asking you right now. You're going to pay him $46 million. He's the face of the franchise for the next five to seven years. Knowing full well, salary caps and rosters and the budget every year has to change. And if you don't have all the pieces around Jalen, he's not Josh Allen. And that's where that elite word comes back in. He's unique. Unique to me means he needs other pieces around him, which he has now. Jalen Hurts probably, if you think about it, Tell me I'm wrong here. Jalen Hurts probably has the most complete offensive tools in front of him of any quarterback in the league. Basically, what he has, Xander, tell me I'm wrong. He has an Ohio State, to use a college comparison. All those quarterbacks that come out of Ohio State, this is kind of what they have. The best O-line, the best wide receivers, best tight ends, fourth leading back in the league. This guy has all the tools. And I would say this. Would you? Well, look at this. Brady doesn't have a complete team. His offensive line is in shambles. Watch this. Rodgers doesn't have a complete offense. He's got no wide receiving core. The Rams and Stafford, they have no O-line. So when you start, look at Dallas. They have no quarterback right now. 
and they're suspect in the run game. Who has the most complete offense in the league? The Eagles, yes, Kyle, are loaded. They're loaded. So, with Jalen Hurts, he's got all of the assets around him that truly no quarterback may have. I don't know. Buffalo's, isn't it, isn't it ironic? The two teams that I see going to the Super Bowl are the most complete offenses. O-line. I, quite frankly, I think the Eagle run game is better than Buffalo's running game. I don't think the quarterback's better. I think the wide receiver duo is better in Philly. The tight end's better, and I think the O-line's better. And the running back's better. I mean, look, there's very few teams like Philly. Jalen Hurts has everything in front of him. There's no quarterback. Can you imagine, again, and I'm playing and I'm having fun here. You imagine Brady in that offense or any of those passers like that? Jesus, dude, do you know how incredible it is that the Eagles can just do this? Shit, the passing game's not, not working. Let's get in a fist fight and win it. They win fist fights. The Eagles, you know what they do? They bully people. Passing game's not working too much. 13 play drive. Let's end this fucker. That's what they do. Let's end it. That's what they do, man. They just go, let's end this thing. 13 play drive, six minutes off the clock. Hey, here's the ball with some pocket change. That's great. If you're going to continue to build this team like this, you want to see, let me show you where Jalen's value is, okay? Let me show you where Jalen's value is now. Well, how we spent all this money, right, on AJ and draft pick with Devontae, Gabe Goddard the money, the old line, these guys are where all your millionaires are. You couldn't put another player really in that offense, the way it's constructed right now. Unless it was Lamar Jackson or someone like that, because you know why? Brady's not going to take advantage of the run game. You can't rely too much on Miles Sanders because, hey, as great as Miles playing, let's be real. You know, everyone holds their breath every Sunday because you don't know if this guy's not going to be sitting there walking off limping, and you know this guy's going to go back to being a trend that we've seen for the last three years. Jalen is your running attack, and Jalen is helping Miles Sanders get paid somewhere, maybe not here. If you're going to continue to build this team, Jalen Hurts is the guy. The way you have it constructed. Because like I said, it's the most unique offense in the league, and it's the most complete. There is not a quarterback in the National Football League that does not have the assets that Jalen Hurts has. The duos are amazing. The tight end is top five. The O-line is top two. What else could you... Your, your running back is fourth in the league in rushing. What possibly more could you ask for And how you're constructing a football team? 
Make Hurts play out his rookie contract, then franchise tag him twice. Mike, why would you do that and not want to build a relationship with a guy who's, who's winning ball games for you? That's so businessy. Mike, Mike, you're right. You're not, you're not wrong. I'm not, I'm not ripping it. Because they did that to Kirk Cousins in Washington. You want to treat Jalen Hurts like Kirk Cousins? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm trying to build a relationship. And by the way, what's in his back pocket too? Howie Roseman picked him. This thing could turn out to be Howie Roseman's coup de grace kind of pick. This ends it. Put a knife in it. That's right there. That is right there, my best pick. And I'm going to put that on the wall. Boom. That ground game runs through Jalen. That offense route runs through Jalen. Carl, big picture. The Eagle offense runs through Jalen. What's this? In San Francisco, the run game doesn't run through Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo goes through the run game. He benefits from the run game. Jalen Hurts is the run game and passing game. Unique. It's unique. Three years, 120, fully guaranteed, says Jones. Now we're talking. Still, imagine Mahomes on this offense. With more of a gifted arm, this offense would put 60 points up a game. Okay, especially in today's NFL. Eight-point differential used to be 3.2. It's eight points now. A lot of bad football out there. And by the way, when I hear that, there's a lot of bad football. Shit, man. Why should the Eagles go out and spend $70 million a year for a guy like Allen when they don't need to? The league and defense, it's not aimed that way any longer. You're not going to see a dominating defense like those Ravens and 85 Bears and the Gang Green guys anymore. You're just not. 85 says cap is going to be 225 million. Pay Hurts 40. Draft two first round replacements for whoever we lose in free agency. How he's a cap genius? He'll figure it out. Right. Yes. Agreed. See, he's looking at the team three years from now. You've got to look at it this way three years from now. Okay, are you going to pay Devontae? Are you going to pay Devontae? Okay? So you're going to have, in your estimation, um, hey, Xander, can you do me a favor? Make sure you send Mike the link on his um, email address, please. Um. You've got to come to the conclusion here, 45 million bucks. Um, Yeah. Mike Missinelli, 430 in hour number two. What I would do, look, you you, you think you're really going to, you're not going to have $225 million 
Are you gonna are you gonna pay Devontae twenty five million dollars? I don't think he's made twenty five million dollars worth of production yet, and I'm not gonna pay him on potential. Potential mean things you haven't done. It's not gonna work for me. He's got to put up better numbers. He's got to he's got to put up better numbers to be considered that guy, a twenty million dollar a year guy. I'm not paying for Amari Cooper two point And some of you would go, he's better. Well, his numbers aren't. But you have to look at more than what he does, Sills. Dude, wide receivers get paid on their production. Plain and simple. And when you look at a guy like A.J. Brown and you look at the production numbers, then you have to dissect into more what he does. He's a mismatch everywhere. And that has, that has been true. He has been an absolute mismatch. We're going to look at all the positions on the team, too. Richie, did Sills sing for what? I picked I picked the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. Not paying for numbers, I'm paying for results. Kind of hand in hand, but I know your point, M. Reyes. Please call me a jack wagon, Sills. <laughs> and shut up, man. <laughs> um, Sills, how much do you think Jefferson is getting? I think Jefferson's going to be another 25-er. He's going to be in the 25 and up club. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. He's going to, dude, last two weeks, last three weeks, actually, he's really played well. Marcus, Josh Allen has thrown 50 interceptions since he's been in the league, but Hertz doesn't turn the ball over. It, it, it is totally why he's 12. In the last 12 games, he's 11 and one. Completely true. You see there, look, again, that's elite. He's an elite quarterback. But you play high percentage plays when you're an elite guy like that. You throw the ball down the field. The Eagles play Brady ball. Can I say this? The Eagles play Brady ball. That's what it be dubbed. They don't play high percentage plays. Third down, they'd rather have the ball in Jalen's hands than him throwing a third and 12 pass across the middle, which is a high turnover play. Instead, you've got a unique quarterback who breaks that down on third down, and it limits you from fumbling, and it limits you from turnovers. You know what's really been amazing and what people don't look at with the Eagle offense here? And what you have to take into account, they don't really make a lot of spectacular plays, but they never make shitty plays. There's very few shitty plays. Think about it. They make no mistakes. They may not get a touchdown. They may have to get field goals. Two turnovers all year in six games. That is so impressive for a 6-0 team. They don't turn the ball over for a reason. You know why? They don't, they don't chuck the ball down the field plus 25. They do not play high percentage turnover plays. Okay? They do not. That is not who they are. And it's great to see. That's how you play winning football. That's how you play winning football. He's been lucky. I don't think luck plays into it. I think they take luck out of it, JM. I think they take the luck out of it. Hey, third and 12. 
Jalen's more likely to throw to Goddard or take off himself or slant pattern from AJ. That thing's not going to go plus 25. Why? When I can run you over. Why? To me, of how he's the GM at Philly, he should, shouldn't draft wide receivers. Grab the free agent wideouts, A.J. Brown. will go down as the best wide receiver in Philly if he stays healthy. Let's, let, we'll, let's see what those passing numbers are going to look like at the end. So far, there's not a lot of passing receptions for touchdowns. Let's see how that looks. Six games, it's way early. Shit, A.J. could have three touchdown catches. And everything's back to center again. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they look like at the end of the at the end of the year. Hey, Sales, do you think they need to take more shots down the No, no, no. Donald, no. I do not think they need to do that. Why? They're winning. They're six and oh. Why would I play high percentage turnover football? No risk it, no biscuit. That's not what I want. When I have a quarterback like Hurts, who's dead, what's Jalen deadly at? What's the most deadly play he has? That third down, getting outside and breaking the perimeter down and breaking the edges down and getting outside shoulder on him. Dude, it, it, it kills coordinators. And you know what else it does? It takes the air out of defenses. Just when you think you've got the dude pinned back there and you got him bottled up third and 12, he takes off. And it's a low percentage play. And get this. So what? He doesn't get it. You're patient. You punt it. You win field position with your defense. You're on the other side of the 50. You're kicking field goals in three series. And you're winning a ball game. That's how they play it. You know why they, you know how many teams can't do that? Almost every team in the league except the Eagles. And the Bills. And the Bills, it's smart football. Dude, it's not the most touchdown passes you throw. Jesus, man, what was the year that um, Jameis Winston had 30 touchdown passes? He had 30 picks. They were 7-9. and nine. If, if, if Jameis Winston had like 10 less turnovers, they may have went to the Super Bowl. He threw for 5,000 yards that year. The turnovers kill you. Seals, do you think the Eagles could take the Bills with the run game? I think that quarterback up there is just too much. Okay, I do. I think that quarterback, I tell you, man, that is going to be, uh, if they make it all the way, that too would be a completely different contrasting styles of how you win games. And I think it would make for a great Super Bowl. Because it, it would be completely different than what we've seen in a long time. Okay? Shit, my question would be this. You think the Bills could stop the uh, Eagle offense? I don't know. I You know, I feel more comfortable about the Eagle defense, actually. Because of those corners putting the brakes on the passing game with Josh Allen. But that dude's also a force in the perimeter. He's also an elite runner. There's no question. The thing that has made the 
Eagles good on defense. Hasn't been, you know, if you take the Washington game away, take the Washington game away. They really don't have a lot of total when it comes to sacks this year. They're almost on the same pace for a year ago. But what's been different, that cornerback play, really, if you take the stats of the Washington game out, guys, they really don't have a lot of hits on the quarterback. There's not a lot of hits. The Washington game can't be where you got all your statistics in. Then you call yourself a top 10 defense. You're not an elite pass rushing front four right now. You take, Like I said, you take the Washington game away, you're not elite. What are you on pace for? 34 sacks? What'd you have last year? 29? I don't know. You spent all that money? Right? I mean, you got $15 million or $10 million in Reddick. Your two tackles are, you got $40 million in your front four. You need more sacks. The secondary's holding up their end. Dude, I'm telling you. The best cornerback play going on as we're in the break right now, we're in the bye, is in Philly. Okay? It's in Philly. The cornerback play is outstanding. Umbrado Sills, despite being 6-0 and having an elite offense, don't you think we could still be better. I don't think you played a complete ball game yet. No, I agree. Okay? Still, someone is coming here at the deadline. What would you give up for Robert Quinn in Chicago? And put him on the other side of Hassan Reddick? I don't know. I mean, what would the Bears take? I'm not giving up. As far as I know, I think that what? Robert Quinn is how old? Uh, 35, something like that. I'm not giving a top three pickup for that guy. No way. Dude, maybe a fourth or fifth, maybe. And I think the Bears are nuts if they think someone's going to surrender a first-round pick or a second or third for Robert Quinn at his age. They're not. They don't need any help in the wideout, maybe some depth at tight end. Edge rusher would, watch this. I know all of you loved Hassan Reddick, but they need more. They need more. You're not on pace for a good sack number this year. You guys tell me on Jalen and all these guys, I don't care. They need more people getting to the quarterback, and it is not a Hassan Reddick topic. This is a unit. We're going to talk about this here in a minute. We're going to go, we're going to look at the offense. We're going to look at every angle of the team. Mike Missinelli will join us at 4.30 Eastern time. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to start on the offensive side of the football. And we're going to take a look at what's making this thing work. And maybe the November 1st trading deadline Could there be something that could be added with somebody out there? Is there a deficiency? I hear the special teams all the time. How we will probably address something like that. But stop with the Sean Jackson stuff. That's not needed right now. You don't need that. 
You know why he left the LA Rams and why he's not on like the Raiders and such? He doesn't want to get hit anymore. He wants to rob a bank. Deshaun Jackson does not want to get hit anymore. He wants to rob a bank. Put that into the back of your head and keep it there. Remember that. When you get up in age, some of these guys want to rob a bank, notably an NFL football team. And that's what Deshaun Jackson's trying to do now. He's trying to create a market for himself. He's got nothing left. I don't care he runs four threes. He doesn't want to get hit. And when you're a special teams guy, that's all you get is hit. Let's take a time out here. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. And our good friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, meaning this, if you guys are hurt or injured on the job, there's only one place for you to go. That is our good friends at Morgan & Morgan. We will always tell you this for the past 30 years. They've collected over $13.5 billion for their clients. This law firm is not just built around a slogan. For the people, that's who they are. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800 512 1600 and tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, for thepeople.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. 
The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. I am also proud to announce that I've been put on the executive committee for the Rotary Lombardi Award, which is tied into the American Cancer Society. Um, I was asked to be on the committee today, this morning, and I accepted. Um, I told them that the award has fallen by the wayside a little bit. The Lombardi family does back the trophy. Still, the son's still alive. Vince Jr., I, who I know. And, um, you know, my history with the award goes back to my playing days, too. It's where I met Cornelius Bennett, who won it the year that Jerome and I, Jerome finished second, Stubbs was fourth, that was ninth. And uh, we've accepted that. And the American Cancer Society also sent me a nice thank you for being part of this, too. So I don't really do a lot of them because I get asked all the time to do a bunch of them. But this is an award. We're probably going to have the actual Lombardi Award, too, that Vince was part of the design back 59 years ago. So, um, yeah, the award got away from the um, Rotary Club of Houston um, for about four years, and it was in chaos. So I think the award's been around for about 50-some-odd years, and next year's going to be the 50th anniversary of the Lombardi Award. So, um, yeah, it's one of college football's premier awards, and it's handed out annually to um, uh, the best college football lineman in the country. Thank you very much, Maniac. It, mean, it means a lot because I think this is still one of the premier awards that you could possibly win. The Outland Trophy, the Heisman, obviously, the Lombardi Award, okay, the Doak Walker, the Maxwell Awards that Jacob is also a part of. Okay, I'm a voter on the Maxwell, and I'm also on that committee, and I've been on that committee and also the Walter Camp. So the Walter Camp is based in Connecticut. It's one of the reasons why I did that. Not blowing my horn here, but this Lombardi thing means a lot to me because um, it's tied into Lombardi, and it's tied into the Lombardi family, actually. It's not just named after him, and they have no affiliation with it. The Lombardi family has uh, been a real, you know, sponsor and push a pressure of this word, including the coach. So, all right, we're going to look at every single angle of the Eagles as we're in the buy here now. Um, let's start with the offense, shall we? Let me do this. I might even, 
I might even put little grades here. I don't know. Start with the O-line. What can he say? Watch this. This line's been injured a lot. But they're the best still. When you even put Jack Driscoll in, you're the best. You know why? He can hold them off too. So you go from a premier left tackle and Jordan Malata to Jack Driscoll, who probably wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the injury to Andre Dillard in the preseason, and you still stop as best you could. You still won the game. That is an elite offensive line. Elite. As good as you've seen in a long time. Since the 17 Eagle O-line. Tell you, man. Fantastic. This guy, Jeff Stoutland. So this guy, let me get this right. Jeff Stoutland has national championships. And he also has a Super Bowl ring. Is that right? As the offensive line coach? Shit. Who's more elite? Stoutland or his players? This guy's a freak show. Bro, the most valuable player and the most valuable coach in Philadelphia sports. It ain't Nick Sirianni, dude. It's the dude that puts his own line together. That guy has changed your your franchise. He is the best coach in Philly. Who's Watch this. You really think Doc Rivers is some sort of delegator of power with the Sixers? Do you really? (laughs) This guy's questioned every day when he goes to his bench. And I love Doc. Doc's been on the show. You know I love him. The manager with the Phillies, we'll see next year. Is it a one-year wonder? Is it kind of like, really? We'll see. He sure looks the role. Torts. Dude, that guy wears out a welcome mat faster than a mailman. I mean, Nick Sirianni looks good. We're going to talk about him here too. Best coach in Philly is that old line coach, man. Dude, that guy is really special. This guy's got national title rings and he's got a Super Bowl ring. That's quite a collection. Coaching the same type of unit. Crazy great. The running game. You got a back who's fourth in the NFL in rushing and Miles Sanders. And it's not your quarterback. That's the one thing as we go into the bye that's changed. Your leading rusher, thank God, is not your quarterback. That's one of the growth you wanted to see, right? You don't want Jalen Hurts being your leading rusher and your leading passer. Means he's getting hit. Miles Sanders does not get enough credit for the first six games. He needs more. Fourth in the league, not NFC. Fourth in the league. Homie's playing for a contract. Dude, that running game's elite. Passing game, much improved. Much improved. Effective on third downs when they need to be. 
High percentage throws. Goddard needs to pick it up a bit. Stop dropping the pass every three targets. Might help your quarterback a little bit. Okay? Jesus, guy, you're great. But try catching it a little bit more. Okay? Do I have a problem with the passing offense and scoring? I do. You'll need it. But as we said in the exhibition season, it's getting better every week. And you're seeing it getting better. How about the offensive coaches? How do you think Shane Steichen has done, along with Nick Sirianni's influence? I really have been shocked how good they've been. I won't lie to you. I had my suspicions about another training wheels offensive coordinator like Shane Steichen. I had a great conversation with Frank Reich about him. And he's another one of those customized offensive type guys who puts a system around people and creates a system around it. Let me tell you what Frank said. One of the decisions that was made because Shane had more of that Frank Reich characteristic, how we haven't talked to Frank about Shane, is one of the reasons that Nick relented and letting him develop that offense around Jalen. Let's be candid. The Nick Sirianni 2-5 and five offense was not cutting it. Why? Jalen Hurts said it himself. Well, Nick Sirianni's favorite arm and passer that he's worked with has been Phillip Rivers. There is nothing in common with Phillip Rivers and Jalen Hurts at all. Nothing. Shane Steichen, on the other hand, had more of a propensity to understand the strengths and weaknesses of Hurts. And that's why, if you look at the record, since Shane Steichen has taken over after the 2-5 and five mark last year, Shane Steichen has changed and has kind of recreated the Eagle offense into a successful offense. He's done it. Check that record out after the 2-5 and five start and see what that record is after 2-5. and five. What's the record after 2-5 and five of last year? When Steichen got the offensive tools and the okay to take over the play calling, what's that record been? I didn't even look at it. It came to me just two seconds ago. Because when he took over, I'd like to know what that record is. Last year's 2-5 and five start, after the 2-5 and five start, how many wins do they have up until now? Think of that. That thing's got to be over a 750 win percentage. Since he's become the play caller, Steichen is kind of in the shadows of Gannon for whatever reason. Okay? Pretty remarkable. Since that 2-5 and five start, that coach who was given the keys to be the OC and play caller, the Eagles haven't looked the same. And the additions of all the talent, like AJ, Jalen getting better. Look at what everyone says here. 
Look at this. Okay, look at this right here. The record is 15 and 4, 14 and 4. Since Shane Steichen's taken over. As the play caller, they're 15 or 14 and 4. You're going to try to tell me there's any coincidence to that? That's A+. Plus. That's an A+. Plus. He doesn't get enough credit, 18. Quinn's 33. I'm not giving up less than a fourth or fifth rounder. Fourth would be high for me. Wow. Look at that record. Look at the offensive coordinator's play caller's record. Look at that. 15 and 4? Man, that's pretty impressive. Shane. So in 19 ball games, he's lost four. Crazy. Kudos to Nick and to Shane. That entire offense is the most unique offense in the league, and it's the most complete. There's not a more complete offense in the NFL, not just the NFC, than the Eagles. So what Demarcus Lawrence says, well, Jalen Hurts is not elite. No, but that unique offense ran you over. Okay, so wait a minute. You've played against elite quarterbacks like Tom Brady, and he beat you. The Eagles, in my opinion, I thought they that 13 that 13 play drive at the end of the ball game, you couldn't stop him. That's a youth thing, kid. That's a youth thing. <laughs> we did the offense. We're gonna do the defense. Okay. Plus Mike Missinelli, Philly sports legend, will join us at 4:30 Eastern time. Hit the like button, hour two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Bottom of the hour, Mike Missanelli, Philly sports legend, will join us. Also, we're going to go over all the standings now as the Eagles are in the bye week, okay? We're going to do that probably at the top of hour number three, going into hour number three. We'll probably do that then. I also have my top ten power rankings. Big Sills will do that. Mike will join us at the bottom of the hour. We've been talking about the Eagles as they're in the bye. Dude, the offense is performing exceptionally. It's the most complete offense in the league. And listen, you want to hear something? You probably have the best offense in the league and only one who's the best player at his position. However, before you guys get in a bind, I would say this. Do you have the best tackle duos in the NFC and in the NFL? Probably. Do you have the best center? One of them. Do you have one of the top 10 wideouts? Yeah, but he's not like, but is Devontae and him? Is that an elite group? Yes. So your tackles are elite offensively. Your wide receivers tandem is elite. With your tight end, you have the best groupings. This is 17 again. The difference is the style of play at quarterback, obviously. This is what the difference is. It's the style of play. So watch this. Elite duo at wideouts with the tight end. That's elite. Your two offensive tackles are elite. Again, I mean, you're... But you don't have the best player in the sport at any position except right tackle. Really good. And the coaching has done a really marvelous job. You, you know, GT, the offense is more dangerous because of this. I don't know what to expect. See, you know how you have to counter the Eagles? They're going to look at your trends. Here's what makes this great. Watch this. When the Philadelphia Eagle offense puts a game plan together and they play like, say, the Steelers, right? They're going to take a look at what you've been doing for the last three weeks. And then they're going to go like this, okay? This is what we're going to attack. If you're Pittsburgh, you know that. You become on the defense on your offense because you know that. Your defense is playing well, we got to change this because Philly's going to attack us here. Look at how you're talking. When you've got that different style of play, when you're the Eagles. See, Pittsburgh has to put a game plan together now. Okay, well, Philly's going to try to run the ball. Well, okay, 
That's going to be their number one priority. That makes it so much easier for the Eagle coaches to go, well, this is what they're going to try to do like Dallas did. And they're going to put the ball in Jalen's hands and Jalen's going to figure his way out and figure his way into the end zone like he does. If that's passing, if that's running, he's going to figure out how to get into the end zone. Again, that's an innate ability that he has to be able to go, okay, well, they're trying to do, you know how many guys can't see that? Most of the people that play the position can't. Carson Wentz has never. You know why I think Wentz was so successful early? They didn't know who he was yet. Once they figured Wentz out, they got him. And he's never been able to escape. Every coordinator knows who he is. They've got the book on him. You know, it's like a pitcher that faces guys, and he's got that manual, I've faced this guy 38 times, and I know he hates, like, breaking pitches. That's what D coordinators have on quarterbacks. They got books on them. That's why the great ones, they elevate and evolve. And they become greater and greater and greater because they're constantly studying, studying, studying. Can I tell you one of the reasons that I think Tom Brady is not Tom Brady this year? I don't think he's putting the work in. And it's aggravating him. And you can see it's aggravating him. This is self-inflicted. I have no sympathy for it. You're either in or you're not. I don't want to hear about your belly aching and your wife and all that other shit. Everybody's got their own issues in life. Everybody's got a problem. Nobody's trying to bring it to work. You know that guy you hate. Brings his ass and his life to work every day. And you got to sit there and listen to that shit. Yeah, yeah, okay, guy. I'm here to work. Not here to be a a marriage counselor. Okay? Or a drug counselor here. And some would go, but Sills, that sounds cold. Jesus, criminy. Success is cold at times. That's why there's so few of those billionaires. Everybody wants to be a liberal with liberal ways and liberal thinking. Help the world. Yeah, well, guess what? You don't become a billionaire helping the world. Sills, that's crazy. Really? You think those 32 NFL owners became billionaires cutting good deals with communities and good people? Come on now. Come on now. You know, don't sit there and overthink this. Let's go to the defense. Let's go here. Hey, first off, we all agreed the grade on the offense, it's an A. Okay, it's an A, right? Let's go to the defense now. Pass rush. You know, you know what, folks? I don't think your pass rush has improved that much. You know, after dissecting Washington, you're almost on the same pace as you were a year ago, and you were at the bottom of the league when it came to passing sacks. Now, do sacks tell the story? No. Do pressures tell more of the story? I think so. You know, you could pressure a quarterback, not get home, and make an impact on a play. You know, you rush you rush him in the route. You know, it's not a good pass. He doesn't have a good passing lane. You know what I mean? I think pressures, in my opinion, are, are, are not valued enough when it comes to how important that stat is. Like, you can get, you can get around a quarterback, even around his feet. What happens when you die for a quarterback and you don't get home 
What does he do? His normal reaction. Body language people used to tell us this. Watch this. If you're not getting home, dive at his legs. Why? Because when you dive at his legs, he's going to go down and the ball's going to sail. It's a human reaction. When someone's diving at you to go down, ball goes high. That's a pressure. That's a pressure, and I don't think they get enough value. Okay? Getting home, again, it's an important stat, and I get it. Sacks, you know, you want to be up there to be considered a good defense. But I think pressure in a quarterback doesn't get the love that it needs. Rashad says, Seals, if Gannon doesn't bring on Allen Phillies, DBs, they can't stop Buffalo's passing game. Rashad, I think they got the corners to hang on, to hang with the Bills. The quarterback, the quarterback play, in my opinion, let me, let me, let me get here. So I think the pass rush needs to pick it up. And by the way, that's not aimed at Hassan. Hassan's starting to play better. The rest of those guys have to get home. They have to get sacks. And it can't be in one game. Run stopping. It's better. By the way, I'm doing this without statistics. I'm doing this with the eyeball test. Because sometimes, like we say, the numbers don't tell the true story. And so I don't like to use the stats. I like to use my eyeball. And I say this. I think as the season has progressed, they've gotten better on first down defending the run. Now, the Cowboys were able to get the ball moving a little bit in the second half when they came out of halftime. So they were able to get it going, but they got a pretty good line. It's not bad. It's not what it was three years ago, but it's pretty good. Okay? It's right there. They It's, it's not there with the Eagles. That's not what I'm suggesting. Okay? But hey, I'll say it one more time to you here. You know, people keep looking at the pass rush of the Eagles and they go, hey, you know, they got, they're not, I go, well, you can't just count the Washington game. They're on pace right now for 32 sacks. That's like a couple more than last year's 29 where you were at the bottom of the league. You know, so to me, once again, the storyline with Philly has been their cornerback play. The corners have allowed everything to transpire. Now, again, you know, the pass rush has to improve. First and second down has improved as the season's gone on. They've done a better job of this. The linebacking play the last two weeks has been a little spotty. The Arizona game was T.J. Edwards' worst game. False reads, not filling the, uh, the lane and the gap well enough. Uh, Nicobe Dean can't see the time of day. You know why? I don't think he understands the complex system here that he's being asked to play. And plus, again, uh, the defensive tackle play in front of him has been pretty good. I don't know why they don't put him in. I'll tell you, every time I see him step on the field, though, man, he looks like a shrimp. I mean, he's a little dude, man. Not saying little dudes can't play. Watch Denzel Perriman play. He's a little guy, too. But when you see N'Kobe Dean on the field, I mean, that guy looks like a shrimp. So, I mean, look, the linebacker played, but this thing has all really come down with the corners and how well the corners have played. 
The corners have really been the best asset on that defensive side. So I would say this. I think the pass rush has to improve. The run stopping has. The linebacking play has to kick up a tad. The secondary's been great. And by the way, CJ playing back there in that that safety position has been great. What a great idea to do. They kind of basically did a Ronnie Lott on him. They moved him off, they moved him off the edge, put him inside at safety. And this guy has absolutely shown you the versatility that he has. That's a guy you want to move forward with. And he's young. The Saints moving off that guy, crazy. Crazy, crazy. He's a good football player. That kid can play, man. And he's been a big asset in playing that secondary and calming the forces and calming the waters. Now, here's the issue that happens with your coordinator. In the first half, he pressures you. And they play really good football defensively. They keep the edges. They get up the field. They're doing a better job on first down. And get this, those zones in the secondary are not wide open. And because your cornerback play can press and they can play zone, they're so versatile, they can do both. That's hard to game plan against when you got players that are that good as a duo. Bradbury's picked his game up since Detroit, and he's played well. He really has. But again, the philosophy, the plug-and-play DC doesn't get it. Guy like Jim Johnson, when they, could, when, they, when they figured out Hugh Douglas, or not Hugh Douglas, yeah, it was Hugh. When they figured out Hugh Douglas didn't want to play the run and he just wanted a pass rush, what did Jimmy Johnson do? Jim Johnson went like this. Well, shit, man, let's come up with a schemed-up defense here and let's come up with a customized defense so that we can put this guy's asset and just rush in the passer and we'll protect him on his backside with a safety. That's how he got around that. This guy went on. Now he's a Hall of Famer with the Eagles. Great coordinators customized around talent. Buddy Ryan created the 46. Buddy Ryan went to um, the Eagles and created Grant Gang Green. Although, look, look at what um, Money Kiffin did when he went down to Tampa Bay with Tony Dungy. They created the Tampa 2. That was because they had under, you know what they did? They realized they had undersized linebackers. In Tampa, and like Shelton Quarles and uh, Derek Brooks, these guys were 6'2", 200 pounds. They were all those kind of cover two. You know, the Ryan Shazier kind of cover two that Mike Tomlin plays in Pittsburgh. So they had to come up with a system to play with that. What did they do? They tilted sap. They played a cover two. It's a, more of a banjo. It's an underneath. Rodney Barber was a hell of a corner. Dude. That's how you build, okay, a system around good players. I don't think Gannon does that. Here's what I see as a trend. Now, look, every area on defense is picked up. I'd like to see the pass rush, like I said, pick up. The quarterback play has been exceptional. But here's here's the problem you have with the coordinator, and it's become a trend. You see it play out in every game so far. What does he do? He pressures you in the first. He presses you. When they get the lead and they come out of halftime, what does he do? He plays zone, everything underneath. He doesn't want to get beat with the plus 25. 
That means big plays. He doesn't want to get beat. He'd rather give up the 10 yards and have you march down the field. Okay? And that's how these teams get back in it. One bad tackle, one missed tackle. Guys down the sidelines on you. Because you, why? You've let him walk down the field from 20 to 20. You see, Gannon in the second half of games, this guy doesn't mind playing. He wants to play within the 20s. He doesn't want you in the red zone. So he, as long as he keeps you out of the red zone and you're kicking field goals, and I agree with him on this point, you're not going to beat the Eagles kicking field goals. You're just not. Why? Because the Eagle offense burns clock. And they're going to have what has been one of the most important things outside of the Arizona game. The Eagles pretty much have had the ball last. Okay? They've had the ball last. Arizona would, that's the only time a game-winning score was in the other opposing team's hands, right? They've always ended the game with the ball in their hands. There's, there's, I have the ball, I control the game. So second halves, Gannon sits there and says this, hey man, let's keep everything underneath. And that's why you see these crawlbacks, Dallas crawling back to 20 to 17, Arizona, last two weeks. See, that breaks your back. You got one missed tackle <clears throat> or you got one play call, Guy reads a blitz. Here's, here's, the thing that she, here's the thing that Jonathan Gannon hasn't faced. He hasn't faced an elite superstar quarterback yet. Cooper Rush is not going to break down D coordinator systems. It was designed to put the ball in his hands to win. That's not traditionally when you want to put the ball in the hands of a quarterback or a franchise. I don't want the ball in the hands of a fr- – you think I want the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game in Kansas City? Absolutely not. But I want the ball in the hands of Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is not going to beat me. And if he does, we got problems. We got bigger problems. The Eagles knew that. I'm not t- suggesting to you – in any way whatsoever, okay? Not suggesting in any way that Dak Prescott would have won that game on Sunday. He clearly gives them a better chance of winning. This guy, Cooper Fraud, is not going to scare too many people. Steve goes, why our offense has to close it out? Why not the defense? Because if I have the ball in my hand, Steve, there's no chance the opposing team can score. When you're on a 13-play drive and you run off six minutes of the clock, okay, game, set, match. It's a boxing match. You're knocked out. How can you win the game when you don't have the ball? I don't want my defense closing it out. I want the team, the last person on the field, to be my quarterback taking a knee. That ensures you can't win. If you have a ball in your hand... Onside kick, run back, whatever. Whatever. I want my offense to have the ball last. Now, everyone goes, how about the defense club? Okay. The offense is what stops you and what the Eagles have been great at. Those last two games they've played, 
They've closed them out and ran them off the scoreboard because why? They ran the clock down. Third down, third down, third down success, third down success. This is why I tell you that there is not a more complete offense in the NFL than what the Eagles have right now. you got the best duo wideouts along with the tight end, the fourth leading back, the best offensive line, and a quarterback that sees all that that's maybe the most unique. Again, I'm not going to use the word elite. Okay? DeMarcus Lawrence is right. He's not an elite in the sense of what you see with Josh Allen. But that offense, guys, unique is also special. Because what's this? When you're elite, you're in a group. When you're unique, you're one of. You're one of. Makes it hard to game plan. It's great for the defense. Hey, you know, I would say C plus. I think, look, look at the points. You look up at the end of the day with all the things that I said, you still look up at the end of the day and you do this. Well, they're holding teams under 20. You know, you can't bitch too much when you're doing, and you're 6-0, and I don't know. You know, you're going to be crying about, hey, by the way, you're going to be crying about little things right now because perfection is the toughest thing to achieve. And so when you're trying to win, and by the way, this is no longer a conversation for the Eagles on winning the East. This is a conversation now, folks on the Eagles winning home field. This is no longer, hey, do you think we can win the East and maybe get a playoff win? Shit, you might get a, you're playing right now. The Eagles, get this, you know, and everyone keeps looking at, I always tell folks this, if if you're trying to get to the Sun Bowl, you'll get to the Toilet Bowl. Right now, the Eagles should be doing this. Let's get the bye and let's get home field advantage. Because if the Super Bowl runs through Philly, you're going to be in the same room like you were in 17. And by the way, remember the quarterback play? You had Nick Foles and what was it, Case Keenum in the NFC Championship game? Wow, not a lot to write home about. Do you know what you have right now? I mean, who are you more concerned with, Brady or Rodgers? Look at the Rams. Look at, look at the Cardinals. Look at the 49ers. All those teams lost last week except the Rams. Let's get over to our friend, Mike Missinelli, Philly legend. By the way, the post-game show is just superior. Mike, how you feeling first, brother? Y'all good, man? Yeah, I'm good. I've, I'm, I've recovered. I'm still a little weak. Yeah, I, that COVID, COVID hit me last week. So um, it's funny how it lingers. But my symptoms are gone. I'm just, it's like weak in the legs a little bit. But yeah, this, this city's on fire, man. I mean, listen, tonight, I'm going to show you. I got my popcorn ready. <laughs> I got the popcorn ready already because, like, tonight the Sixers open. And a half hour later, the Phillies are in the NLCS. And the Eagles are 6-0. and And they're not even the big story. I know. I mean, look, and, and what the Phillies have done by getting an interim manager and running all the way to the NLCS and taking down the Braves. I've said this before about the Braves. John Sherrill's put a system in there. Where, Mike, their starting pitching and their bullpen has always carried that franchise across the plate. 
And for them to take them out like this, with all the adversity that they went through, they bonded, they they melted together. I always thought that starting pitching, and I don't think that the Phillies have really had good starting pitching since the Charlie Manuel days because of the minor league system. However, those arms have really come through for them, haven't they? Yeah, in, in a short series, Dan, they've been like amazing. Like Wheeler lost to the Braves, believe it or not. They lost that game. But uh, in a short series, they've been tough to beat because of that. Now, this is a seven-game series, so we'll see. They may have some problems in game four and five, and we'll see where, where they choose to go with that. Um, but, uh, I, like, I mean, who could have figured it? Like, they, they weren't that far away from getting smacked down by the Washington Nationals in a must-win situation. And then they rallied and they won the rest of that series while Milwaukee was was kind of giving it away. And all of a sudden they're in, but they've looked like a different team. They they had this sweat. Like they took the Braves hard. Yeah. You see that series with the games that were here. And I don't know if the Braves were resting on laurels, whether they just got spooked by the crowd, but the, the Phillies just took it to them. They hit yeah. the Braves didn't hit. Marsh hit that home run, make it three nothing on in the game Saturday. And I'm looking at the Braves players and they're going, oh man. You know, you can just tell their their hearts, their their blood was dropping out of them. I never seen anything like it. So, if the Phillies can keep that swag, that's the key. Like, can they keep the swagger that they've shown in the first two series? The different series they go to the West Coast now. Uh, can they maintain that kind of level? But they certainly look like a team that has the look. You know, the team that you least expected is going to surprise everybody and get to the World Series. It's hard to believe, really. It is hard to believe, and I'll say this to you: that uh, that um. Padres team that AJ Preller has put together. I mean, I never thought that I'd see a better third baseman or as good a third baseman when it came to the glove. Now I'm a little bit younger than you, Mike. So I'm going to say Schmidt instead of Robinson, but I'll tell you something, dude, that Manny Machado, he can dig it. This dude dude can dig it and he can hit. Save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He is a great great ball player. The, the, the way this has played out, the two marquee free agents uh, at that time that was both of them were signed, Machado and Harper. Now they're, they're meeting to, to play in the World Series. So I guess it does mean something that you, you pay a lot of money for a superstar that, that can be your your buoy. Uh, but the, the Phillies haven't got anything from Kyle Schwarber at all. And yet their offense, they, they hit. They had 13 hits without Kyle Schwarber even contributing. And like this, this thing is carried over with them, where guys like uh, Marsh or 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 Bohm or 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 Segura, you know, JT is a good player, but um, like these guys are getting carried along, like Stott with a great at bat in, in the series. So I don't know, man. I can't. This is like a 50-50 series with yeah. San Diego, a slight favorite, and probably because their bullpen's a little deeper than the Phillies. But I can't count them out. I no way! Game. No way! I I've think never seen a, this is. Listen, I've been covering sports in Philly for a long time. I've I've never seen a season where the Eagles can be six and zero. They've established themselves as the best team in the NFC. Nobody's even talking about them right now, and they beat Dallas. You know, it's like okay, everybody's happy, but this Philly thing is taking over. Absolutely, Mike. 
let's go to the Eagles now, 6-0. and um, You know, your, your takeaways so far from the start on what you've seen. They're the best team in the NFC. I don't know if they're the best team in football, but here, here's the thing I see about this team that's different than most teams that I've seen that get off to a good start here in Philadelphia. They're, they're, uh, they're unslippable. Like they don't slip. It, it, you know, sometimes the team in the NFL, and you know it better than anybody, their biorhythms are down. They, they play to a level that that's not their level, but the other team's level. This team doesn't do that. They have an answer for everything. And like they, they came out guns blazing. They get the 20 nothing lead. They slack a little bit. They, this has been a tendency in the second half. I don't know why that is, but probably playing a little bit soft and, you know, not wanting to get beat with a big play. That's Gannon's philosophy. And and it's 20 to 17. And they need a drive. And they do it. Oh, it's no. like whatever they need, they do it. They go on this long drive. They run the football because now they're def- Micah Parsons is going crazy against a backup right tackle. They go, okay, let's go. We run the football. And then Jalen Hurts makes this play where he reads the blitz backed off. And he's got a third and four. He's okay. They backed off. The lane's wide open. He runs for a first down. He made a couple of quarterback sneaks for first downs. This team does whatever it takes. And um, it's a different personality of teams that I've seen in the past. You know what, Mike? And I, this is exactly what we've been talking about today. And I say this to you. I don't think that Jalen is an elite quarterback, but I think this, he may be the most unique and this offense may be the most unique because they only really, if you look at the starters on the offensive side, you probably have the best player at one position, the right tackle in Lane Johnson. But when you do it this way, Mike, is there a better duo of wideouts in the NFL? Isn't that an elite group of wideouts with your tight end? Yes. Is the offensive line elite? Yes. The, the way that they win, like you say, it's like six different chapters in the book on how they've won. So to me, that makes a nightmare matchup because you don't know what you're going to get. And this kid hurts. He thinks his way around the game. I don't know about you, but I thought he threw for 350 yards, but he only threw for 155 yeah, yards, but they were a, meaningful. His numbers were very pedestrian, but he made plays right. that made the difference in winning the game. And, you know, I I don't even look at the numbers anymore that he puts up. I look at what they need to do. To in that particular situation to ward off the other team and win, they do. They're they're extremely well coached. Uh, they seem to have every answer, and uh, it's pretty pretty interesting, pretty refreshing. It is. Hey, Miles Sanders is fourth in the league in rushing. Mike, I mean, he, I, he really guy doesn't get enough credit for what his p- impact has been on play action, keeping mm-hmm. drives going himself. It was one of, I thought, priorities that you wanted as you got into the bye. I don't want Jalen Hurts to be my leading rusher like he was a year ago. I want my back to be my leading rusher, and he's really put a show on, I think. No, you're right. And he had he had 71 yards on Sunday, quiet. Like, you know, yeah. You never figured he had 17 yards. But he'll grab, he'll grab a 13, he'll grab an 8 and a 7. On that drive that I'm talking about, that's exactly what happened. They, they, they ran the football. He kicked it off with a 13-yard run. And all of a sudden, they're, you know, they're going. And uh, – you know, they get down the field. And uh, listen, D- Dallas, you know, Mike McCarthy helped them out a lot in that game. I- I've never seen that. I mean, that's coaching malpractice when C.D. Lamb looks like he's got a first down. They don't slow the game. They don't call a timeout to, to look at it. They don't throw a flag. And then he decides, all right, with less than a yard, he does a rollout play. 
ass. But Mike, that's always been problem with him has been his game management at two minutes going at the end of the game, at two minutes going into the half. It's always been a problem for that guy. His timeout management's been brutal. Oh, it was a couple, what is it, a year ago? He said, I didn't, you know, I didn't know it was third down or fourth yeah. down. I'm like, guy, yeah, yeah. someone's got to be in your ear, Junior. Yeah, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So, like, aside from that, where, where they got a break and, uh, you know, they allowed their special teams haven't been that great, the Eagles. So they they, they let the, that kid run that uh, kickoff back and, and set him up for some points by the end of the half. But, listen, I, I'm, I'm trying to look at the schedule. I'm going, where, where were they struck? The personality that they have set out there, that they're they're not going to be this team that plays down and slips no. and looks terrible. So where where are they going to lose? And it's it's hard to even fathom that, right? I go, well, could this team be fifteen and two? Could, injury, could you know what's going to cause an injury? An injury is going to cause a loss, probably. You know, I'm looking at not where it could play. be though. Like, do do they have problems with Steelers coming out of the bye? I mean, I don't know. Green Bay doesn't doesn't look no. like they. They're, they're viable. At I thought all. the Jets owned them up front. Yeah, at the at the Colts. I mean, who knows what the Colts are going to be by then? And 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 they get this upstart Giants team, which I you know I match up both these teams. I know the Giants are they're, they're riding high right now, but they're they're not the Eagles. No. So I, I mean, I don't. Maybe they lose one to the Giants. Maybe they lose another to the Cowboys. Maybe one of Green Bay and the Colts. Um, it, they're, they're decidedly the best team in the conference which is not saying much because the conference has played down a level, but still there, you can't deny they're the best team. No, right I, I, I think they're the most complete roster. Mike on the other side of the football defensively, I said this, if you take the Washington game away, they're kind of trending right now to have like 32 sacks, 33 sacks. And that's just a tick up from last year where they were 29 sacks. And that's not very good. So again, to me, the pass rushing, could that be an area that, you know, maybe you see Howie, would he be there at all to go? Is there somebody out there that might help put on the other side of Reddick? Because I think they're not getting home enough. Now, I do think quarterback hits matter, pressures matter, and that's been pretty decent. But give me your thoughts on how you see that. No, I, I, I agree. Maybe he's got something up his sleeve that way. I think he still believes in sweat and, and he believes in, in Reddick and, and Brandon Graham had a big moment. I think this is more of a Gannon thing. Um, if you look at the Dallas game, they didn't get home. Uh, you know, they, they've been really rushing for, but their secondary was all over the place. I mean, yeah. they covered everything. Yeah. So that goes hand in hand. You can put pressure to quarterback, to help your secondary. The secondary is playing lights out. They can get away without pressure. And, and he doesn't like pressure because obviously he doesn't like to give up a big play. He does it a handful of times. Uh, we, you know, in Philadelphia, you, you scream for more action. You know, I, I, I'm doing this show with Seth Joyner. He's, he's, he drives me crazy every week about Gannon not being as aggressive as he should be. So, you know, maybe that has to change, but it hasn't hurt him. You know, not getting pressure, consistent pressure in a quarterback. You know, they did get some sacks the week before, but, you know, he, he plays it safe and he's trusting his players and his secondary has been flying all over the place. So right now, I mean, I can't complain about anything. Do you think they're too analytical when it comes to how they put these game plans together? And that's why you see trends the way you do. Mike, in the second half, this is how I see Gannon. Gannon brings some pressure. They have some Vic Fangio twist that you see because you saw him in Denver. And then all of a sudden, when they get the lead in the second half, then he starts playing off and he plays everything underneath. He doesn't want the plus 25 plays to beat him mm -hmm. because he doesn't think the quarterback's that they're playing. 
He knew this, and so did you, Mike. You knew on Sunday, Cooper Rush is not driving a football team 13, 18 plays in a drive when they only asked the guy to throw the ball 16 times a game. They wanted him to throw the ball. I want him to have the ball. Patrick Mahomes, that's a different conversation. So they're scheming to these quarterbacks going, hey, your quarterback's not going to beat us. And that's why he plays that way. Is that fair? Yeah, that, that's fair. I, I just think that's his general philosophy. They're, yeah. they're obsessed. They're obsessed with explosive plays. One on yes. offense to get yes. them and one not and to, to not get burned by them. And so he looks at it like, okay, we're, we're in control of this game. It's 20 to nothing. There's, there's no reason why I have to take risks here. And, and Cooper Rush probably plays into it. Now, that hurt him a little bit because they, they, they made it easier for Cooper Rush by running the football and, and, uh, and, and, and getting some, some short passes to get the kids' confidence up. Um, listen, I, I, I don't know. All I know is that Seth Joyner screams every week about that guy needs to apply more pressure. And uh, he's probably right because – if you pressured Cooper Rush, maybe you pressure him in more interceptions. I mean, he looked terrible. He looked out of his element in that first half, and they and they weren't even getting that much heat on him. So, well, 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 Mike, you're a pretty good prodder too. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, you kind of. I mean, if there's like six buttons in front of you, you know which one of those buttons to push on Seth. <laughs> well, yeah, but but he's like, listen, he knows personality. He's he's an ultra aggressive guy, and he played under coordinators that were ultra aggressive. And I get where he comes from, but you know, I sit back and go, Seth, they're six and zero. Oh. They they league. do everything they need to do. Like what? Is he disappointed they didn't win 35 to 12? Like, I, I don't understand it. They, I look at this team, and I've seen a lot of rotten teams, and I've seen some good teams that will let their foot off the throttle stupidly and let a, an inferior team outplay out, out them. This team doesn't have that personality. So I go, this is different. And, and I'm okay. The way they're winning games, I'm not going to sit here and quibble about little things that they're, they don't do. He's worried about, well, if they play a, a high-caliber team, it's going to hurt him in the end. And I go, where's the high-caliber team? Yeah. Like, I get it. You know, like, in the playoffs, maybe we'll have a complaint. This looks like a 15-2 and two team to me, Dan. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I don't – they won't face a higher-quality team until they get to the Super Bowl if they're fortunate enough to. Mike, a couple last questions for you. Let me ask you this. Um, if you had to win a ball game, 60-minute football game, would you take Donovan McNabb or would you take Jalen Hurts? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's that, Listen, I, I can't sit here and say I'd take Jalen Hurts. Donovan McNabb's the best quarterback in franchise history. I, I, I get it that he came up small in big games, and this is why I have to factor this in. If, if Hurts had just a little more – this tenure, <laughs> I, I may, but I can't sit here and say I would take him over Donovan. I think that would be disrespectful if I said that. But I, I, I know there are a lot of people in the city that would say that now. If you had to have one coach coach your Super Bowl for you, would it be Andy Reid or Doug Peterson? Uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> These questions are killers because it, it, it would be stupid if I didn't say Andy Reid. But like Kansas City, Andy Reid was a little different than Eagle Andy Reid. I, I I think they're different people too, Mike. But but uh, and both of them went four and twelve. I gotta go, Andy. I'll take Andy. <laughs> I'll take it. You're talking about Andy of 2022. I'm talking Andy, the Andy you want to see. <laughs> the, the Andy of 2012, maybe I don't take the Andy of 2022. It's a no brainer.
What's made him a different head coach, in your opinion, Andy Reid, in Kansas City than what he was in Philly? You know, I don't know. It's Is really it Patrick Mahomes yeah. only? I think he's learned a lot. Like He's always been a, a, a player-friendly because players like him. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe better personnel. Maybe there's less pressure on him out there to deal with things because it was tough for him here when people were were just, you know, he had all these personal problems and then uh, the heat was on him media-wise and, uh, and and they had failed at NFC title games. So there, there was all this shrapnel that was coming at him here. So maybe he went there, he got lost in that Midwest thing and uh, it, it made him review things and be, be a little easier and, and get a little smarter and get a little more mature. I don't know. If you had to win one ball game, 60 minutes, and 2017 Nick Foles or 2022 Jalen Hurts, who's your quarterback? <laughs> I was see, I was I wasn't a Nick Foles fan. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was I always I always swam against the grain when it came to Nick Foles. I just thought he he caught lightning in a bottle. But listen, he won a Super Bowl. He he performed MVP. A Super Bowl MVP, he went head-to-head with Brady. Uh, I got to give it to him. Jalen <laughs> has, re- has really won me over, but not to the extent that I'm going to put him over the best franchise quarterback in history and a guy who won the Super Bowl. How's that? Two last questions here. Nick Sirianni, um, have you – because I got to tell you, man, when I saw the, the planting of the seeds and the stupid press conference, I was like <laughs> – I mean, I don't know who's going to have a shorter life. I think it's Urban Meyer, and I was right. But I said, I don't know if this guy's going to be far behind here. But he was fired. I mean, Matt Rule was fired. And this guy here is in the running now for the coach of the year. Are you surprised? Yes, I I really am. I felt the same way you did. I I wondered how he even got the job. when when he. He's different now. He's changed. I I think he's learned the landscape a lot about the NFL. But he was really Harry High School when, when they hired him. And I'm thinking, if I'm the owner and Harry High School comes in to me to interview for my head coaching job, I can't go with Harry High School. So I don't know how I got the job in the first place. But they saw something that I didn't, I guess. And he's turned out to be a really steady hand for this team. Mike, do you know that since he handed the offensive play calling over after two and five, the Eagles are 15 and four? It's hard to believe. I, I mean, guess, they're so I 15 Shane, and four. Shane Steichen's got to get some credit, I guess. That's incredible, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, that was a decision that they made where they went, hey, look, you know, the head coach's favorite quarterback is is, is Phillip Rivers. He doesn't really do the RPO style. This guy, Shane Steichen's taking this guy and customized an offense around him. And 15-4 and four during the regular season games is incredible. Last question. Yeah, that, is, that is pretty amazing. Now, I will say this year, like, if I'm an offensive coordinator for, for this kind of personnel, I can't lose, really. No. Uh, because the, the slant is unstoppable. No matter if you, you're throwing to A.J. Brown, which is like totally unstoppable, or or Devontae Smith, who gets to the spot really quickly. And, and Goddard gets open all the time. So um, when, if your offensive line is together and you got Miles Sanders and those three guys, you should be able to move the football. And, and they, they have. Final question for you. We've had Doc on the show. I love Doc. Okay, he's been a friend since he was in Orlando. Boy, I'll tell you something, though, man. Outside of Boston, the the rotation thing has always been an issue for me. I've told him, I've been critical of it, how he shrinks up a little bit in his rotations in the postseason, and I think that always hurts him. 
tell me how you see him with this talent. Are you more concerned about Doc Rivers this year or James Harden? Uh, I, I, it's funny because I was talking about this today on my on my podcast. Um, their their look is completely different when it comes to depth, and that's what I think held Doc back a lot last year. Um, I I also thought before they added these p- p- pieces on their bench that Harden would have to turn back into Harden. I no longer think he can turn back into Harden. I I'm, I think I've been misguided to think he's going to be the 35-point-a-game James Harden. But I don't think he has to because the way that they've shaped this team now, like I'm looking, okay, their they're starters are Harden Maxi. I got a little problem defensively with that, but they sub in defensive lightning. Like they'll sub in DeAnthony Melton and, and Thibel, who are number one and number two in the league in steal rate in the NBA, which they didn't have. Now they can afford to use Thibel lesser minutes, but only in, in spots where he can, he can affect the game defensively. They're better perimeter-wise, Mike, defensively totally. with that line. Totally. The Anthony Melton, Daniel House, uh, uh, Niang, I'm not a fan of, but he goes they, – they pushed everybody down on the depth from the bench, and, and that's really going to help. Montrose Harrell comes in. So they've got five guys. Before I even get to the Shake Milton's – and the Furkan Korkmazes or the Paul Reeds, I've got 10 guys. I've got five guys off the bench that they didn't have last year. So I think that, uh, listen, they're a fashionable pick to win the whole thing. Uh, so we'll see where they land. I, I think that right now I rank them second in the Eastern Conference behind the Bucks. But the, you know, the, the depth makes so much of a difference in you the think NBA. They're better they, they, they were just on dead batteries last year trying to get in, uh, output from bench guys. And, and now those guys have been – they're outside the top ten. You think they're better than Boston, right? You think they're better than Boston? You think? Coach oh, yeah, I do. I think, I think Boston's got a lot of turmoil, and yeah, uh, I think they're going to take a notch down right now. I yeah. think, I think, I think it goes Milwaukee, Sixers, Celtics, Heat, probably in that order. Yeah. I was like, actually extrapolating the playoffs to that. Like, they're going to play. They're going to play a Toronto Raptors. It's going to be two versus seven, and then in the second round, they they have to play the Celtics. The Celtics. We'll beat the Cavs, who I think will finish uh, sixth or yeah, sixth. So that three six matchup. So it's exciting, man. Sixers open the season tonight, Dan, and then baseball, and 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 the, and the Eagles laying low at six and zero with a bye. It's a beautiful time here. Absolutely, man. A lot of content, a lot of great stuff. Mike, you're always so kind to me, man, and I thank you very much for coming aboard. And doing this for me, man. Anytime you need me for anything, let me know, please. I'm always there for you. Thank you, Mike. Don't forget, My everyone. Brother. Post-game right, we'll show, talk. too. Every Sunday, not this Sunday, but every Sunday after Eagle Games, legendary Mike Missinelli will be there with Seth and the crew and D-Gun. And we look forward to that. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, brother. Talk to you. You got it. That is Mike Missinelli. And we so appreciate it. Don't forget, hit the like button. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. We'll expand on a lot of stuff that we just hit on with Mike here. Don't forget our friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. Folks, if you're hurt or injured on the job, this is the only law firm to call. For the past 30 years, they've collected sums of $13.5 billion for their clients. They don't get paid unless you do. With over 800 attorneys in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, Morgan & Morgan is there to defend you no matter the size of the case, and they will not be intimidated. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And do me a favor. When you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sales sent you.
Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Welcome to Pondley Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Thanks to Mike Missanelli for coming aboard, too. We really appreciate it. We really built up a great relationship with Mike, and um, I really look forward to talking to him each week. We have a great conversation. Really like him. By the way, top of the hour, 
We're going to look at the standings. We'll reset everything as well. Also, the Big Sills top 10 NFL teams. I have those all at the top here too. So I like I, I like what Mike was saying about Jalen. He's won him over. That was part of the conversation we had. Winning him over. You know, we were talking to you about offense, defense. They're in the bye now at 6-0. and We've talked about the coaches. Now let's do this. How has the front office performed so far this year? Off-season has been exceptional. In-season, I think they're all working together. There's the least amount of resistance for the best formula for success, it seems. Doesn't it? Everyone, doesn't this seem like everyone is on the same page? Cal brings up Nathaniel Hackett. Look at that thing. Got a brand new quarterback. Got a brand new head coach. You got brand new ownership. We all should have looked into this prior to the season starting for Russell Wilson. Look at all those changing dynamics in Denver. Bolin family sold the team. It's no longer under the Bolin reign. You've got a brand new general manager in the building, and you've got a brand new head coach, and you've got a brand new quarterback you just paid $300 million to. And it's not working. You can't panic because you're now in bed with this. This is what you've created in Denver. Look at the gamble that you make at that position of starting quarterback. The affordability that the Eagles have right now because the guy's a $1.4 million, there's no financial liability whatsoever for the Eagles right now, along with the Lions of Jalen Hurts. There is nothing financially strangling. How would you like to be some of these teams? Look at look at Detroit. Look at Washington. Look at those teams that have chose poorly at the quarterback spot. And what has happened to those franchises over this? They have to come up with a way. Get this. A place like Washington and some of these places with these million-dollar, billion-dollar quarterbacks who have these trillion-dollar deals, you know what you got to do? Your first move is trying to figure out how to get this guy out of the building before you can move forward. And that's a year progress in itself. That whole process. Look at how how that was, and they were afforded the ability to be able to hang in there because why? Jalen Hurts was succeeding. You're 15-4 and four since that 2-5 and five start. That's what's made this thing way better than what's going on with people around the league ever thought would happen. You went from 2-5, and five, okay, 2-5, and five. To 15 and four, heading into a bye coming off a Dallas win. Okay? Michael Parsons, man, he's still bitching at me. What if the kid needs to grow up, son? Hertz is a great passing and running quarterback. Not arguing with that any longer. He's not, he's unique. He's unique. I agree. It's just not working there. It's not. 
He's improving big time. I agree. Okay, I agree. He's improving. He's getting there. Um, and, and, and like I said, remember what I said at the top of the program? We're going to reset it here a little bit, though. You know, elite is a different word you can't use with, with Jalen. I'd rather be unique. That makes me one of. Okay? Brother goes, Jalen needs more deep throws. That's not what they're doing. They're not going to play turnover football like that. Okay? Jalen will get the golden fleece contest. Hey, man, let me say this to you, man. You're able to build your team. Hey, the Eagles are able to build their team the same way the Patriots built their team with Brady. Brady was a six-round draft choice. You're not paying a bunch of money for that. You're not. You're not paying a ton of money. All right, let's take a timeout. Hour three. We're going to look at where teams are right now in the NFL, where the Eagles stack up. We're going to reset. I also have my top 10 NFL teams. Where do your Eagles sit? Hour three, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Brazil National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard for hour number three. Thank you so much again for coming in here. And I thank you very much for always coming aboard here with us. As I said to you in hour number one, without you guys, the show is not growing anywhere. Really a fast two hours here. And we're going to get into the standings right now in the NFL, where the Eagles sit. Also going to do the top 10 teams in the National Football League. And we're going to get your opinions on some of the things we said. By the way, just again to reset on how we opened up the program here. Look, Demarcus Lawrence said today that Jalen Hurts is not an elite quarterback. Okay? I think he's right. And I know he's right. But he's looking at him through the lens of Dak on what he sees and also what he sees around the league when he plays people like Brady. He's not taking into account, which most don't, that Jalen Hurts is maybe the most unique quarterback in the NFL. Nick goes, Twitter's calling you a clown, Sills. Great. Thanks for the response. You can leave a cracker if you want. Really? What do you want me to do? I can't help that that kid doesn't have more of a backbone. He's Michael Parsons. He should act like it. Okay? Dude, if I'm Michael Parsons, it's some asshat like me said something to him, and he didn't like it. By the way, I didn't really say anything to him. And I don't give a shit how you guys... Well, see... Someone up here said, was that you, JM? Stop tagging players. Why? If I'm going to say something, I want someone to know that I'm talking about them. Why would I talk behind their back? You want me to talk behind someone's back? That's why I tag people. If I'm going to be critical of you, I'm going to let you know it. I'm not going to talk behind your back. That's the closest thing I could get to talking to your face, because I would. I don't talk behind people's back. And if you don't like it, there's a beach somewhere in America, and I'll meet you there. JM, no. I will tag people constantly because I'm not like the cowardly egg that most of you are on Twitter. If I say something, you know I said it about you. You don't have to hear it about me. Talking behind people's back, which most people like to do anyway. Hey, always remember this, Greasy. It's funny. Every time Big Sill says something, Xander's like this. Dude, you know what, too? You know, hey, you don't want to know something? So Michael Parsons didn't like my aunt's watching right now. She'll like this. Hey, JM, let me show you something else on my Twitter page at Dan Sullio Show. My daughter was the player of the match against Arizona State this past Saturday. You know who congratulated her on Twitter? Mark Cuban. Am I supposed to not tag him? I don't want to see the woke mob take your job, okay? You're the first person that's ever said that. Thank you. They've taken a few. It's true. They went, they, they, they have. You're right, JM. I won't lie there. They have taken a few. Mark Cuban congratulated my daughter for being the player of the game in a rugby match against the Sun Devils. 
I posted it on my Twitter page. He told me to tag him when she does something great like that. Because he, get this, when he hears something crazy, Mark Cuban has donated to Danielle to go to Grand Canyon University. He likes her that much. That's how he got about my show. It wasn't for me. He, like, he played rugby at Indiana. And the only reason Mark Cuban came on my show was because my daughter plays rugby. That is an absolute fact. That's an absolute fact. Okay? Hey, Betty, how are you? <laughs> well, wait, look at you. Come on, boy. What's she mad at? Okay. Hey, man, you got it, man. I went to the U. Thank you very much. Dude's whining because he got ran over by the Eagles. That's why he's moaning. Okay? So, uh, really cool. All right, hey. But like I said in the first hour, guys, Jalen Hurts has become a unique football player. And listen, he's won 11 to 12. The team is 15 and four since the two and five start. I don't know. You went from a four win team to a 15 and four team in the last almost 20 games. That's pretty damn good. You would be hard pressed to find other teams with that kind of number and wins. Very good. And we asked this question. Okay. I asked you this as Jalen Hurts won the job. Don't you guys want to do this? Don't you want to be sure that he's the guy? Don't you want to be 1,000% sure He's the guy. And you don't want to have a Wentz contract hit you in the eye. What you have here, if you're Howie, is the leverage. You have the leverage. However, the more they win, the more success they have, Eagles, the price tag goes up. Would we agree that the price tag for Jalen Hurts has gone up since week one? We would all agree to that, correct? Right? You're already sure, Danny. Yeah? 46.1. Do you want to be... Be in a position like the Arizona Cardinals are in. Tell you what, man, it's a pretty tough place to be. So what money do you give Hertz? Sills, got the just for men in the beard. Dude, do I look like a guy that colors my hair? I don't think so. (laughs) Big Sills don't color anything. Okay? Big Sills doesn't do that. Here's, here, here's, listen, you want to get Jalen on a good deal? I give him 120 million guaranteed over three years. Would you take it? Would you take 120 guaranteed three years? You can't go beyond three with that style of play. Got Rick Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. I mean a ravioli. Thank you. 
They will want five years. You're not getting five years. No way. But here's what I would do then, Xander. Okay, you want five years? Here's here's 120 guaranteed over five years. No, here's you have a five-year contract, but I'm going to give you $120 million of the guarantees. So basically half the contract is, is guaranteed. You go from a full contract guarantee to half of it. I still get you for the three years things blow up because all I'm on the hook for is the guarantees. That's where the team has the leverage on you. They can cut you at any time and bail out of that. The new collective bargaining agreement has a clause in there now that's team-friendly for this. Say they get caught with those Carson Wentz deals today. Do you know what the teams are allowed to do now? Defer the money out on the cap, and they can read it. They can defer Hertz's money against the dead cap, so it's not that critical of a hit against the salary cap anymore. It helps the NFL teams keep their guys more and sustain – Bad moves. Darker says, if there is a player who will continue to develop, it's him. His hard work ethic is insane. Brady-esh, Darker. Carson Wentz may have had a higher ceiling, but his attitude would never let him reach it. Hurts is getting better and better and better, and I thank you so much. That's really cool of you. Thank you. Darker, 10... Amen. Four years, 160, 100 guaranteed. See, see, to me, you know how you can get away with it publicly? Three years, 120 guaranteed. Okay? That, that's almost a better deal than Kyler Murray got. Yeah, he's making... See, the contract is the, is the Cleveland contract you want. You want to get closer to the guaranteed cash like the NBA guys have NBA guys. When they get to $150 million and they've signed those super max deals, dude, you have generational wealth. You know, the old deals that the NFL guys used to sign. Now watch this. Patrick Mahomes signed a contract, that 10 year contract. That thing almost looks outdated. Now he didn't get the huge money he could have got. See, to me, I think the key is taking short-term deals. Look at Jalen Hurts, 25 years old. Get this. And and, and Xander says they'd want a five-year deal. Why? The market continues to go up. Why would I want to set the price of my own player to a point where, get this, my my salary's undervalued? Xander's playing in the now, which everyone does. But this is what I'm looking at. You sign a three-year deal, the market's not going to move as much as on you as it would for a five or ten-year or seven-year deal. You could those thirty million dollar deals that golf and Wentz signed are under market value already. That's how you have to look at this. The guaranteed money and the lesser time on the deals are it. Boy, how would you like to be a guy who can negotiate his contract every two years? And you're somebody, say, like Joe Burrow. You're never going to let Joe Burrow renegotiate his contract every two years. 
I would go like this. Hey, you want to go on one-year deals? I'm good. All guaranteed up front, $50 million. Next year, it's $60 million. Year after that, it's $70 million. If you're someone like Mahomes, Mahomes and Lee Steinberg are under market value now. Now, there are escalators in those contracts with Mahomes. But the Chiefs have all types of off-ramps that they can get out of that contract at any time. And the guaranteed money they gave them? Hey, watch this. They've already won a Super Bowl. Numerous AFC Championship games they've hosted at Arrowhead. They've already got their value for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has already lived up to his contract. He's not going to live up to his contract in year eight and nine. If Patrick Mahomes got hurt catastrophically this coming Sunday, it would have been worth the investment. You deliver a Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years in Kansas City. You went to numerous conference championship games. He's already lived up to that thing as far as I'm concerned. There's guys that have signed for more money, bigger contracts, have not lived up to this. Now, not bigger contracts because it was the biggest at the time. But to me, man, I want three-year deals. Xander's thinking five. I get it. Organization. Xander, I don't think Hertz would want five. I think the organization would want five. I think they would want five. I'm not clutchy as... I, hey, if I'm clutch, don't you want to renegotiate the market value with knowing that this cap is exponentially moving up the way it is? Don't you want to be involved in the growth of the league? How could you be in – you know, when you sign one of these NFL contracts and you're a quarterback today, you're signing like an annuity. You're signing an annuity at a particular interest rate, and it stays there unless you sign a certain or you, you buy a certain stock that it escalates with the interest rate. Now, it's more of a gamble. But the NFL is a pretty good gamble, and the value of the league has gone up every year for the last 50 years. You know the league's not going to lose money, which means the cap is going up, unless something catastrophically, again, like COVID-19, that was something that was out of this world that dropped the cap. No other thing is going to drop the cap. I want a three-year contract. All of it guaranteed. If I'm clutch, show me where your number is. It doesn't have to be 50 million. But if you guarantee 42 million or 40, and you give me 120 guaranteed, three-year contract, that makes me only 28 with my negotiations. And if he's playing Super Bowl ball, as he enters his third year, you can add an extension to it or move off from it. Either way, it's conducive for both parties to put the guaranteed money on the table for him. If I'm the Eagles, I would buy that all night. I would maybe want five years because I could put in there then I don't have to guarantee the whole contract. Those last two years, you see, get me here on this. If you sign a five-year contract and give him $120 million guaranteed of that money, that's half the contract. They own your ass for the positive. They own your ass for two extra years Plus the franchise tags. They could keep you in the building whether you liked it or not at a set price for two, four, four years they could keep you that way. They would, you would be giving them 
the leverage. Why? Why? Mahomes gets $40 million a year. You're now making less than Dak. Kyler Murray. Deshaun Watson. And Aaron Rodgers. And when he signed it, it was the richest contract in NFL history. That was just two years ago. You want to get into a five-year contract where the team owes my ass and the value of the market will continue to grow? And then I start losing my place in the top five when it comes to highest paid quarterbacks. It's a different world now. If I'm a kid, don't, how many? the key is to me continuing to sign these contracts like Darrell Rivas did. Darrell Rivas was a master at hijacking NFL teams, Jets, Patriots, Bucks. This guy took, he played, he was great. He's a Hall of Fame guy. Hertz hasn't won a playoff game. Okay. We're getting there. So if he wins a playoff game, you give him 46. And if he doesn't, you don't. Boy, that's one metric, man. You really weigh into, okay? Like I told you, they're going to hold that against him if he doesn't win. Say he goes 0-2. Negotiations? And he hasn't won a playoff game yet. Why? Baltimore holds that against um, Lamar Jackson, that his playoff record's not that great. I saw somebody say something about Sean Payton being a high candidate. Guy's got 9-7 as a postseason NFL coach. Really? He's on Fox, folks. Don't let that skew your view of Sean Payton. Sean Payton had one thing in common with Bill Belichick. You had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees. And you're 9-7 and seven in the postseason. I don't know. Really? You're sure Sean Payton's a great NFL head coach. See, smart, his agent, put him on TV, year off. Look at Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer's going to pick his college job, that scumbag. He's going to pick his college job on where he's going to coach again. This guy should never be allowed to go into a family's home ever again with the amount of lies he's told. Should never. But he's going to get a huge job. He's going to he's going to pick one of these huge jobs is going to come open in the SEC somewhere, and he's going to be in the SEC again. Watch. He's not going to take a Big Ten job. What job in the Big Ten would he want? And Michigan would never hire him. Penn State, they're winning now, kind of. They got drug by Michigan. Manster, thank you. You guys are fun to talk to, man. Yeah, all of you. There's no market. This is interesting here. Brandon, he's right. Brandon is using the Dak Prescott model here. Watch this. I'm going to fill in. Watch this, Brandon. I'm going to use Dak Prescott's name instead of Jalen Hurts' name in your take. You see everybody down here? There's no market for Dak outside of the Cowboys. Dak needs the Cowboys offensive line and the Cowboys ride receivers to be good. He's not getting $40 million. What's the difference? 
Everything I just said were the things we were saying four years ago about Dak. There's no market outside. There's no market for Dak Prescott outside the Eagles or the Cowboys. Dak Prescott needs the Eagles or Cowboys. Offensive line, the Cowboys receivers to be good. He's not getting 40 million. He ended up getting 42. Okay. 85. I'll say one more time about Deshaun Jackson. He signs with the Ravens. He's stealing money. And you you can quote me on that. He's not looking to get hit. His last two stops, you saw it. He didn't want to get hit. And that's why I personally think that the Eagles passed on him and signing him. He tried to create a market for him. He's looking to rob people now. He's looking to rob an NFL team, get us a little bit of money and not get a hit, get it some guarantees and, and just run through the tape and then go home. Okay. Deshaun Jackson doesn't want to get hit. He'll be no impact for the Ravens. He didn't want to get hit with the Raiders and he didn't want to get hit with the Rams anymore. This guy's stealing money. This is totally what he's doing. All right. I want to give you my top 10 NFL teams. Big Sills. Top 10 NFL teams. Then we're going to look at the standings and where the Eagles fit into the landscape of the NFL. And I'm going to show you where they are. I said the comment early to you in the uh, second hour that I think they have the most complete offense in the league. I didn't say the most explosive. And I'll explain, okay? Hertz is not a passer. Dak is. Okay? It's facts. But like I said, Brandon, Hertz is a unique ball player. He's a unique ball player. Here are my top 10 big sales NFL football teams. Number 10, the San Francisco 49ers. Too much talent on that team. I know they were beat this past weekend. Debo Samuel is one of my favorite wide receivers in the sport. Garoppolo, I'm a fan of, as you know, they're getting healthier. There's four starters out. I think when intact, this football team is going to be still a force at the end of the year when it comes to the NFC conversation. Number nine, Dallas Cowboys. I have the Cowboys here because of their defense. And I personally think that when Dak comes back, they're going to have a better chance. By the way, the next couple games for the Cowboys, I want to do this here for you. I want to show you something. Okay, I want to show you something here on the Cowboys schedule here. And when they get... When they get Dak Prescott back, Dallas Cowboys 2022 schedule. I want to show you this. Here's the next couple games. They got the Lions. They're going to win that game. That's five wins. They're going to beat the Bears. 
That's six. Then they're going to head into the bye, and they're going to be six and two. Green Bay at Lambeau. Tell you what, I think the Cowboys are better than the Packers. Seven and two. They probably lose to the Vikings in Minneapolis. That's seven and three. Giants, I believe they're better. The Cowboys than the Giants. That's eight and three. The Colts could be a tough game. Nine and three. The Texans, there's 10 and three. The Jags, there's 11 and three. They can get into that Christmas Eve night game against the Eagles at their place, 11 and three, heading into that game if things fall right for them. It could be 11 and three. The Cowboys are going to go on a little run here because you know why? Their schedule's conducive to that. And just like the Eagles, they play the same people just about. So I got the Cowboys at nine, mainly because of who they have on their schedule coming up. Number eight, I got the Baltimore Ravens. I will say this. I'm about, you know, I'm, I'm concerned with them, and I'm concerned with their secondary. I'm concerned with their defense. I have seen the Ravens play football for a long time, and I've been a big fan of that organization for a long time. And I will tell you, they're not playing very good defensively on that side of the football right now. That nuclear meltdown they had against the Dolphins, I am concerned with Baltimore on their uh, defensive side of the football, more so than I am on their offensive side of the football. Number seven, I have to think. Can I say this to you? Let me ask you a question here. You know, I was asked this question by a sports radio show this morning in Los Angeles. Who are you more concerned with, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? I was asked this question. It was interesting. I was like, well, in most cases, I would say Aaron Rodgers. But now this is different. Brady's got a personal objective that's or distraction in his life now. So he has a distraction in his life, and it's his personal life that's a distraction. This is something he can't fix. This has got to be what's really frustrating to Tom Brady here. He can't just go out and play his way into this and play his way out of trouble. This is something, and as all of us know, real life, sometimes you just can't play your way out of it. That's why most athletes are eccentric and they don't really have a lot of people around them because you can't play your way out of personal grief or when you have issues in your life. When you're an athlete and you're not playing well, shit, you got the next game. You can go out there and rectify three and three, which they are right now. Right? Brady's always under control. He didn't look at this past weekend, screaming and hollering at his um, at his offensive line. That did not look to me like a guy in control. But I do have the Bucks, and I'm going to give him the benefit. By the way, I'm not. I'm not passing on the Packers and the Bucks 
which means I'm not ready to give up on Brady and Rodgers yet and turn it over to the young dudes. I'm not ready to do that yet. But I do think that Brady, because of his winning, is going to ride it. I got the Bucks at seven. Number six. You know, you got to give people credit for what they're doing. You just can't keep ignoring it. I got to go Giants here. I think the Giants defense is pretty good. The running game is good. Kayvon Thibodeau looks like the guy. Their offensive line is playing better. Wide receiving core is playing better. Daniel Jones, believe it or not, is making some plays. And, I mean, they're winning. They're 5-1. and one. Pretty remarkable. I think you got to go Giants sitting there in the six hole. Here are your top five teams. I got the Chargers number five. There's just too much talent on that team. Let me tell you something. If Brandon Staley doesn't get that team to the postseason, he's my first coach fired. Because, okay, dude, Nathaniel Hackett and Brandon Staley are out of their league. I agree, Xander. The guy in Los Angeles with the Chargers is out of his league. There's, dude, Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bozo, I know hurt, Mike Williams, Eckler, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. Come on, dog. CJ from the Patriots. Come on, dog. You got to get that right, man. There's too many good football players on that team to suck. It's going to fall on you, bro. Four. This win's looking pretty good for the Eagles now. Vikings five and one. They're going to win the North. They're going to win the North. And you know what? Hey, ever since the uh, Eagles beat up Justin Jefferson, he's found his way again. Starting to put up 153-yard games. Dude, he's averaging over 109 now since that Eagle game. He's the number one receiver in the sport. They're making it happen. Minnesota, though, they play tight games, don't they? How do you play a tight game with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook? Okay? You see, the Eagles play close games. But don't they always feel this? When you, when you watch the Eagles play, don't you always do this? Well, they're in control at least. When you're watching Viking games, it's almost like, God, they're winning these close games. Right? It feels different. I watch the Eagles. I'm like, oh, this team's coming back on them. You never hear this. Well, they could hold them off. <laughs> That's not who they are. It's like this team, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're always seemingly in control. Here's your top three teams. Big Sales Power Rankings. The Philadelphia Eagles, number three. I think these three teams, right here, these three teams, any one of these three teams can win the Super Bowl. Any one of these three can win the Super Bowl. I think they played really well. And the most complete offense in football. 
wide receivers, the duos are great with the tight end. You couldn't ask for a better group. O-line, you couldn't ask for a better O-line. Get the fourth best running back in the sport. And your quarterback's the third guy in the MVP conversation. Right? I got Kansas City number two. Kansas City, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to play a great ball game to beat those two guys. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. Hey, I thought it was interesting that uh, Mike Missanelli took Donovan McNabb over Jalen Hurts. If you had to win one ball game, would you take Donovan McNabb or Jalen Hurts? And Mike Missanelli said, I'd take Donovan. Interesting. The number one team in the NFL, I got Buffalo Bills. Bills are really just a great football. That guy is so good, man. He is, without a doubt, an amazing football player. He's an amazing player. So Brady writes the ship and goes into the playoffs playing decent. Who would you rather have? The Eagles. I think the Eagles could beat that team. I think that I think the quarterback. I believe it or not, Brady's just not playing well. But dude, it's a 60-minute game. He's gonna find a way to win it. Shakur says I take McNabb too. So wait a minute here. Who would you take if you had to win a 60-minute ball game? Would you take McNabb? Or would you take Hertz? I asked Mike Missanelli this. Donovan couldn't win the big one. Well, could he win the big one with this group? Yes, I would too, because McNabb did it with Lesser. Donovan McNabb, Hertz, Hertz, Jalen all day, Hertz. McNabb is trash. McNabb is a turkey burger. I have no idea what that is. Yes, McNabb. Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl twice, one as a starter. Maybe he doesn't throw up. Wow. McNabb is the dude. McNabb's a bad leader. Who would I take? Who would big... Okay. Mike said he'd take McNabb. I could never take Donovan McNabb. I just... I could never take that guy as my starting quarterback. I never felt it when he played, and I never thought he was a champion quarterback. I never did. I never thought he was a champion quarterback. Just something about the guy. Every day, twice on Sunday. I just, I could not take that guy, man. There's just something about him. Yeah, all right. Hey, let's take a time out here. I want to run through the standings, okay? I want to run through the standings here. So let's do that if we can. Look, I thought it was a really interesting comment that Mike made, okay? I really did. All right. We're going to take a look at the league. 
Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the DelVal Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of DelVal Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. National Football Show. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. See that story before we get into the standings here? So Stan Kroenke has to pay $571 million to the city of St. Louis because they illegally pulled the Rams out of there, breaking all the bylaws and contracts that the NFL had set in place on relocation. In theory, the NFL just went like this. Shut the F up and here's your FU money. And here's your go away money. You're lucky we were there in the first place. Look at the league. The league drew up a contract with the city of St. Louis 
protecting the city of St. Louis, if the league decided to pull the team out and relocate it somewhere, like maybe potentially back to Los Angeles, they didn't give a shit. They drew up a contract and ripped it up like they do the players. Can you imagine that? Half a billion dollars. Stan Kroenke, the value of the team, the Rams are like one of the top three teams valued because guess why? When you move from whatever the market St. Louis is, 24, to market two, your business grows and it's more valued because the property values. A stadium in St. Louis versus a stadium in Hollywood Park in Southern California. What do you think carries more value for the league and for the value of the league? league does, the league looks at $571 million and goes, people aren't covering it because it just shows you the National Football League with all these deals that they cut with local municipalities, they don't mean shit the paper they're written on. They could tear a lease up at any time they want. And people do it. The league does this. The league doesn't give a shit about Oakland Raider fans or LA Ram fans. I don't care about San Diego Charger fans. Remember what the league did to the Giants and Jets. They both played in New York, one in Queens, one in the Bronx. Those teams aren't New York teams. There's only one true New York team. It's the Bills. The Giants and Jets play in New Jersey in the Meadowlands. You know why? Property tax issues. It's cheaper to have a stadium in New Jersey than New York. $571 million. You got to love it, man. You give a shit. Then you got a scumbag owner like Daniel Snyder still owning the Washington Commander things, whatever they are. I've always thought that that was such a crock of shit. The Washington commander things. Okay. I get, listen, if you're offending somebody, I get change the name, but Snyder, dude, whatever. Let's go into the standings here and see where the Eagles fit into the NFL here. I want to get this in. Let's start in the AFC before we get to the NFC, okay? We talk a lot about the NFC, obviously, because the Eagles are in the NFC. Let's start. Bills 5-1. and Look at this division, the East, too. It's better than what people... Hey, this Bailey Zappi kid has turned the Patriots' fortunes around. I don't know Mac Jones gets his job back. They may trade Mac Jones in the offseason if this kid continues to win. Buffalo's 5-1. and the Jets and the MILF Hunter, four and two. Dolphins have come back to earth because, by the way, did you hear that they're going to put two on the field next week? Wow. Good luck. I pray, for, watch this, honest to God. I pray for him. I pray for the kid. Patriots, three and three. Bailey Zappi could be the story of the year. The AFC North, look at this. Baltimore, three and three. How are they playing like that on defense? Stunning. Cincinnati, three and three. Started out, what were they, 0 and 2? Starting to rally a little bit. Cleveland hanging in there, game back. 
You got a couple more weeks before Deshaun Watson's allowed to start throwing. Here you are, two and four. You're hanging in there. You're a game back. Pittsburgh, they just come off upsetting the Bucks. Two and four. North, not a very good-looking division, is it? That division will get turned on its ear once Deshaun Watson gets put as a starting quarterback. The South, AFC. Tennessee, one of the best-run organizations in all of football, sitting at three and two. Hey, how about Indy? Three, two, and one. Frank's keeping it up there. They're keeping it afloat, Chris Ballard and Frank. Jacksonville, two and four. Houston, one, three, and one. The West, kind of a surprise with the records. KC, four and two. Chargers with the win last night, four and two. Denver, boy, would we agree the Denver Broncos are the most disappointing team in the league this year? Or it could be, who's more disappointing, Broncos or Rams? Who would you say is more disappointing, Broncos or Rams? I don't know if anybody really thought the Rams were going to repeat. Did you? Did you think that? I, I did not. You think the Rams? 365 thinks Rams, Broncos. I think the Broncos. You signed a guy to a $300 million contract. Everyone wanted the kid, including the Eagles. The West. Yeah, KC. And, and then the Raiders have to be also disappointing, I would think, at one and four. Let's go to the NFC. How about the NFC East? Now, listen, folks. I think this has a lot to do with the schedule of all the teams in the East. Okay? But I also think the teams have improved. That two dynamics have collided here. And by the way, I'm not suggesting in any way that the Eagles have, they're not a good team because they've beaten, look at this. They've beaten the Vikings. Okay. They've beaten Kyler Murray. They've beaten some decent teams out of the division. You got the Eagles at six and oh, amazing giants at five and one. I'm more surprised probably with the giants at five and one than I am with the Eagles. Hey, would this be fair? I'm more surprised the Giants are five and one than the Eagles are six and zero. Oh. I I I think it's fool's gold with the Giants, but they're five and one. Cowboys four and two, third team in the East. Washington at two and four, not horrible. Not horrible. But here, look at this, man. There's a conversation now that you could potentially have three teams come out of the NFC East as playoff teams. Dallas, the Giants, and the Eagles. Could that be? Shit, I told you. The Cowboys could be 11-3 and going into that game that night when they play um, the Eagles and Cowboys um, Chris, uh, Christmas Eve. It could be 11 and 3 playing you guys. You guys may be undefeated. The North. Minnesota at 5 and 1. How about Green Bay at 3 and 3? 
What is this, three straight losses for them now? That's incredible. Christmas Eve, thank you. Just Mike, appreciate it. Chicago, two and four. I'm shocked they've won two. Detroit, back to earth, one and four. I think Dan Campbell's in trouble. The South. The Bucks at three and three are a surprise. Atlanta's a surprise at three and three, but in a good way. Atlanta's three and three? Good for them. New Orleans at two and four. Thought more of them. I did. I thought more of them. Carolina one and five. That thing has been a train wreck since David Tepper has owned it and fired Ron Rivera. Carolina, I mean, is that really a good job? If you're an NFL head coach, and let's hypothetically say you're Eric Bieniemy, would you want that job? Or would you have to take that job? You feel me? I mean, unless you get the quarterback right, you're fired in two years. You're fired in two years. You don't get that job right. You don't, you don't get the quarterback right. Carolina's now looking to move Christian McCaffrey, some of the guys in the assets on their D-line. I don't know. Is that really a great job? The NFC West. Niners, three and three. Rams, three and three. The Seahawks with Geno Smith. Who would have thought after six games the Seahawks would have a better record than the Broncos and have beaten the Broncos? Geno Smith is having a good year. And I don't care what anyone says. Seattle looks better than Denver. Arizona at two and four. I think Cliff Kingsbury's the next dude fired. Watch this here. I'm going to show you this. I, 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 I look at this whole thing here and I go, I don't see a team on here. Green Bay's not the same. You guys are right. Tampa Bay. Brady's in a meltdown mentally over his personal life. Or it's a distraction at best. The Cowboys, you're better. Whether it's Cooper or Dak. It will be a more competitive game, though, Christmas Eve. I believe. It'll be more competitive. Look at this after six weeks, how the league is shaking out. Where you went in, you were probably thinking you're maybe a top five, top six, top 10 team. Now you're sitting at the top in the NFC. Because your quarterback, get this, who would have thought that a quarterback with six touchdown passes has his football team as the best team in the conference? With all of these high-powered offenses, Guy in Buffalo's got 20 touchdowns. A guy in Kansas City's got 17. With all these guys, with all these gargantuan passing numbers, 
a guy with six touchdowns, six touchdown passes, is leading the roost when it comes to the NFC East and the NFC in in general. Sirs, where do you think the Eagles take their first L? Can I tell you, and I said this with Mike Missanelli last hour, can I tell you where I think the Eagles lose? I don't think there's a team on the schedule where I see them playing down to their opponent. I think it's, they're going to go into a week where they're missing someone, a corner, a tackle, combination like that. The only way the Eagles lose games, in my opinion now, is if there's injuries on the team. They've shown one. Do we all agree? They've shown one thing. They're not playing up and down to their competition. They're playing to their competition. There's no letdown. Like you would have thought maybe after, like you would have thought that, hey, there would have been a letdown potentially in that Cardinal game because you were getting ready to play your nemesis and you were getting ready to play the Cowboys. I don't, I, I just think Arizona played well. You're going to get the A game of every team now because of your record. You're going to get absolutely the best. Still, there's a possibility Dak returns and the team reverts back to week one Cowboys. The week one Cowboys only gave up 19 points to Tom Brady. He didn't play well. I, I, he was not playing well until he got hurt. But Dak, Dak's a good player, man. He's not exceptional Dan, who do you take with um the number ones I'll, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow i want to take a little more time on that one that's a good thing with a weak schedule though see there's really the only elite quarterback you're really playing that's on your schedules is um rogers think about that all 17 weeks there's not one guy you're facing where you go like this, that guy, last year you played some pretty good quarterbacks. This year you're not. There's nobody that you're threatened by. That's why if you're Jonathan Gannon, this guy playing that soft coverage, why would you play a soft coverage with Cooper Rush? Who the F is Cooper Rush? He's a nobody. He's Cooper Rush, a guy who's been cut twice and he's 28. They were making this guy sound like Nick Foles. Cooper Rush, Nick Foles, that's a joke. I mean, right? Dude, Nick Foles came into that Cowboy game the most overhyped intern of all time. I couldn't believe what I was. I'm like, this guy's nobody. He can't beat them. I was like, that guy, Cooper Rush, cannot beat the Eagles. I'll give a shit how many. And then when he had the three turnovers, I'm like, he'll never beat that team. I don't think Rodgers is washed. I think his his defense has been the storyline there. They've let him down massively there in Green Bay. Green Bay's defense has been the story there. Besides the receivers not panning out and growing up fast enough, their defense, especially in their secondary, not playing like they did a year ago. Trubisky can't beat us. No, but Mike Tomlin can. You're right. Okay? Trubisky can't. Tomlin can. 
He's a good coach. Coaching matters in the NFL. Coaching matters. You're right. Trubisky's not going to beat you. He's not. But um, know this. Okay, Tomlin can. All right. I appreciate everybody. You guys were spectacular. Thank you. Please hit the like button. Xander, great stuff. You missed the Mike Missinelli in, uh, interview. Please go back and watch it. We thank you very much. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6. We'll see you on the flip side. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.